Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. And today on our show, we're shooting the shit about the Nintendo Switch presentation, Familiar Faces, the Green Lantern's Corpse movie, the Han Solo movie, which reminds me, we're finally doing our review on what, Kyle? Uh, Rogue Rogue One. One, fucking right. Plus, we're watching the Alien Covenant trailer and more, so fucking enough with the blah blah, let's get going here on Basement Condition. Geeks, freaks, and internet peeps, and welcome to this episode of Basement Condition. Last time I checked, my name's Brandon. I'm still Kyle. I'm also Kyle. That's right. There is a also Kyle here as well. Kyle squared, if you will. That's me. Made me sound a little smart there, but not really. You're a genius. We have a fun episode today, because a lot of fun shit has happened. Well, not recently, because we're kind of bringing ourselves up to date with some of this shit. Rogue One trailer. Yes. Rogue One review. The movie, not the trailer. Not trailer. Which came out last year. But also the Alien Covenant trailer that I <laughs> I actually brain farted on last episode. I have it. I had it written down. We were supposed to go over it, and then I must have gotten excited for something coming up. But we probably just spent too much time on another topic. It's, it's true. We kind of rant and rave and rant some more, but. We got some good nuggets to talk about today. Shall mm, we get started with nuggets? Some? Yeah, that could be tasty or bad. It's true, depending on your point of view. Exactly. All right. So, uh, first piece of news nugget. Mm. Mm. Hugh Jackman reveals official Logan plot summary. That's right. Jackman has been posting lots of Logan stuff on Twitter. Pardon me, including lots of black and white photos, and most recently posted the official plot summary, which is pretty much what everyone already knew. But here we go. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing, ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, being pursued by dark forces. Ooh. Pretty much what we saw in the trailer that we saw. See. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's nice that it's confirmed that that's the plot, I guess. What At do least you think? we know what we're getting into. And that's pretty close. I've also heard recently that they're dropping a new trailer sometime this week. Because the movie comes out in like yeah, this, a month yeah. or two. It's pretty soon. And let's just talk about Hugh Jackman's facial hair for this film. It's on point. I mean, he's looked good as Logan before. He had the comic book look, but now he's kind of got this old raggedy kind of like war-torn Logan look going on. It's very on. in style, if you ask it's, me. <laughs> he, he looks... Logan looks like a hipster. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there right now. And you know what? I dig it. I'm gonna call. Do you think this is gonna be his last movie? No. No. He's got one more in him. At least. Especially now with the whole Deadpool hype. Yeah. He's got one more in him. I could see it. And I mean, they there's so many canon stories that they could do in that universe. Like... You could write 500 more Wolverine movies, it wouldn't matter, but I feel like eventually they're going to transition and, like, not have him anymore, but 
He's got one more. I'm calling well, one with more. this Weapon X or the mutant girl in the movie, mm-hmm. do you think they're going to make her the new Wolverine? I don't know about a new Because all, all, all the mutants are supposed to be dead in this movie. But what about his son? Like, do you think they'll ever transition and fully just, like, feature Wolverine's son as the main, you know, character or, um, you know, prote- or an- uh, protagonist in this in this series? Because they could. I don't think so. Just because it's not Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. We were talking about the although with Deadpool and all these other offshoots, then that's why I think know. like they could they could definitely do it or like they could go off onto like other branches of stories of like another young Logan or like Bone Claw Wolverine or like him fighting like Bone Maestro. Because I, I would like to see a Maestro movie. If I could pick any Marvel movie, I would like to see a Maestro movie. I don't know who they'd get to play Hulk as Maestro, but Hulk with a beard is so badass. Today's magic word is beard. Yeah. Beard. So, yeah. Anything else to say about the Logan movie? Hugh, call me. <laughs> we'll, we'll put our, uh, Kyle's number in the description below <laughs> for, <laughs> for Logan to get in touch. Uh, familiar Faces. Returning to Deadpool in the sequel. Uh, when speaking with Collider, Deadpool 2 writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick confirmed the return of both Colossus and Negasonic. Ooh, Steiner. Yes. Basically saying they couldn't say how much they'll be in the movie, but they will be in the sequel for at least an appearance. More importantly, yes, in a recent Facebook live interview, the Deadpool screenwriters also confirmed the return of the one... And only, Dopinder the Taxi Driver, also joking about the Topinder getting a spin-off movie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. But he'd have to be in the sequel. He, he was too funny in the first one. Can we just, like, talk about how basically since Van Wilder, though, like, any <laughs> movie that has <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and a brown sidekick or any sort of, like, racially stereotypical kind of... Indian dude or Muslim or whatever he is, like they get a spin-off film and they end up being like as popular <laughs> as him or more. Like, can we just like I don't know if that's just me that's noticing that right now, but I just noticed it now that you brought it up. Right. <laughs> I'm excited for the Deadpool two movie. I'm excited for it too. Yeah. And chances are TJ Miller's probably going to be back behind the bar too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious in that we were or you were mentioning and talking about reverse flash earlier and zoom and all that well there are familiar faces returning to the flash is there now there are entertainment weekly oh are they bringing back mr hamill well they just did in a recent episode it's it's become like a tradition now he's in like the uh, I forget, like, the seventh Multiverse, episode of yeah. every season now, as the as the trickster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Entertainment Weekly. They reek. Well, I mean, we- they're, they're, uh, you know, they the, the uh, initials for their name is U. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But. They recently revealed that Robbie Amell, a.k.a. Oh. Ronnie Raymond, a.k.a. Half of Firestorm. He's got a lot of Akkas. <laughs> 
will return for a winter episode of The Flash. Sweet. I don't really care to tell you the truth. I like the new Firestorm more. And he keeps... Firestorm... Uh, not Firestorm. Ronnie keeps fucking disappearing and coming back and disappearing and coming back. It's like his tradition thing every fucking season now. Well, he's the guy. Even in he's the first Mr. Season, Sacrifice. He's just like, hey, Katie. It's true. He sacrifice. keeps coming back. It's like... But he is hey, on the flash. So, sacrifice. I mean, he's got a flash. Forward. And it could turn out to be an alternate version from a different timeline or a different Earth. So... But also... Rick Cosnett also confirmed via Twitter Ooh. that he will also be returning. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, he played Eddie Thawne in season one, which was who is a distant relative of Reverse Flash who killed himself yes. to yeah. stop Reverse Flash. And he's not a distant Iris. He's not right? a distant relative, like future wise. He's like reverse flashes, like great, 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 great grandfather. So he kills himself and then therefore kills him because he can't exist because his sperm didn't come out at any time because he's dead now. He didn't sneeze out of his pee pee. Reverse flash shouldn't have been a little prick to him and been like, you're nothing, man. In the history books, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) I wonder if they got that little storyline from the Bioshock series because, I mean,. Bioshock 3, the whole point of the game is you find out that the person you're trying to kill is actually yourself, aged in the future. And so when you kill yourself, you actually kill him and then thus make, you know, the world okay. They've actually done that a couple times in the Flash comics, too. Well, there you go. Maybe Bioshock stole from the Flash. How do I know? I don't. Well, it's all time travel. Exactly. There's only so many time travel, like scenarios you can really come up with but, but i still but love in it. flash though it works because in dc you know the multiverses so multiverses times multiple time travel yeah yada yada as much as i hate to admit it though one of the you know shows or whatever you want to call it that has actually gotten time travel pretty decently in my opinion and i hate to admit it but family guy they have all these multiverse episodes and like Stewie's time machine, which they've made, they've blown way out of proportion, but they actually have some, like, insane, like, science behind what they're doing, and, like, as much as I feel like that show is just tired now, and it's just garbage, basically, but, I mean... Well, to me, it's become, like, The Simpsons. It's been on so long, it's kind of gonna go up in goodness, (laughs) and then get shitty, and then get better, and then get crappy. I just think, like... If we're going to talk, I mean, if we're even going to mention, like, you know, how there's very, you know, limited how many things you can do with a time travel storyline. I mean, they've actually taken it and done something with it where it's actually kind of interesting. And as much as I don't really watch that show anymore, I mean, anytime I do see an episode that involves, like, Stewie and Brian time traveling somewhere else, where are going to go? They did the multiverse episode. They've touched on multiverse theory. They've touched on, you know going places but then when they go back like the repercussions and how it could actually be kind of possible i don't know it's that's why i love the flash and i'm such a big stephen king fan and anything that has to do with like alternate realities and multiverses and time travel and shit yeah exactly yeah i've always loved back to the future even though there's just one little thing that's always bugged me when old biff goes takes the time machine goes back in time to steal the book and he comes back, and he's at that point in time again. 
when Doc has explained, if you go back and then come back, you don't end up in the same. Exactly. That's the only thing that ever. Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, if you want, you could make a whole a whole episode talking about those movies and all the plot holes and all the little. Well, it'd be like a five part. Yeah, it'd be like thing. a multi series <laughs> episode. Like it would be crazy how many th- if you really took all three films and tried to break down how many times they contradict themselves. Like I haven't found any others, so there's trust I don't, me. I don't you pay could. attention. You could. Don't be so gullible, McFly. Uh, some bad, some bad news. Uh oh. The Exorcist creator William Peter Blatty passed away at age eighty nine, five days after his eighty ninth birthday. Oh, God damn it! Twenty seventeen. You're already starting. Eighty nine's a good age. Eighty nine's all right. He's best known for writing the Exorcist novel as well as the movie screenplay, which pretty cool. Good it for is. him. Rest in peace. Rest and he, in, he, rest wrote, in he wrote a lot of other scary books. Ass shit. Oh yeah, that's still one of the scariest movies. I remember the first time I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. I had double double pizza chicken, and my babysitter put it on for us, and like I remember not being cool with her for a while. What? <laughs> What, what is Devil Devil Pizza Chicken? It's like this place, well, it's on here, Ontario, and it's like, they used to do delivery everywhere, now it's like, just like, you go in there and they're like, hello, that's what we serve, but, um, it's like this place where it's like, you get fried chicken and pizza. Oh. It's called Double Double Pizza Chicken. That's awesome, I've never pizza heard of that. Channel. It's on Highway 10 at, like, Highway 10 in Queensway. Nice. 229, 443, I'm making up the number. <laughs> Plug, plug. <laughs> this episode of Basement Condition is sponsored by Double Double, Double Pizza Chicken. <laughs> Get your fried chicken on with some shitty halal pizza. I wish that was true because normally when a podcast is sponsored by something, they just get free shit from whatever they're sponsored yeah, by. Yeah, but so they also... I would, I would so get... Uh, well, like yeah, but they they also Popeyes, have to they also chicken, have to plug it Popeyes, so hard. Indiana chicken. Like just open up. Like I listen to um I listen to uh, podcast is Jericho or whatever it's called, and like every time, like every time he's kind of done a topic, he'll be like, now you know. I have a I have a bad back from twenty five years of wrestling, so I use DDP yoga. Or you listen to the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, and his are the worst because it's like products Stone Cold would never. Use. He's like, well, son, bitch, when you when you you know you got problems with your car insurance, it's like, dude, you're like a multi millionaire, probably one of the richest wrestlers and entertainers in the world. I don't think you really give a shit about your car insurance, like. Hurt in a car? Yeah, hurt in a car. Well, call William and Matar. <laughs> you're drinking my beer and you get into a car accident. Call this auto insurance. The Texas rattlesnake's gonna stun your prices down. It's like, all right, all right. Oh, wrestlers and their podcasts. Hey, some of them are pretty good. But no, I know. I know you guys aren't as you know into wrestling as a one Ali Sweetser and myself, but I mean, I used to back in the day. But yeah, but I mean, him and I are still nuts yeah, for I know, it. I know. Those podcasts are pretty cool because you actually get to hear a lot of like actual like from the from the mouth of the person stories from the road and like oh for sure being in I that listen in the to 90s. other podcasts where yeah it's any celebrities that hearing the real stories yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome great. so you like fucking Lethal Weapon right Kyle's love Lethal Weapon meh no I'm just kidding yeah well DC's Green Lantern Corps movie has found its writers. Why do I bring this up, you ask? Because Why? it has been described as a lethal weapon in space, and it's a comic book origin movie. Ooh. That's hot. 
It would be, it would be even better if it was a loaded weapon in space. <laughs> and Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson Emilio. were in it. <laughs> I still remember you let me borrow that so long ago, and it was just in one of those floppy I got it. Cases. It was when, like, KFC were doing DVDs with, like, it was like dinner and a movie. If on, like, if you ordered KFC on a Friday night, you'd get a DVD. And, like... Of all the movies, I got that one, which is actually a hilarious movie. Like, yeah, if you haven't oh, yeah. watched it, yeah. Loaded Weapon 2, it stars Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. It's got, like, Whoopi Goldberg in it, and, like, it's hilarious. And when they go to the prison, it's like, it's like the war, it's like, who is it? Stay, stay to the left. And he's walking, he's like, wait, no, wait a minute. Stay to the right. And one of those guys, like, <laughs> choked out by, like, an inmate or something. My favorite part of that movie, it's such a minor thing, but it's like, um... Emilio Estevez goes to a convenience store in the beginning, and he's like, what flavors of Slurpees you got? They're like, cherry, watermelon, and peach. And he's just like, takes a sip one, and he's just like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, but it's just so good. Plus, him with a mullet is just and, gorgeous. Yeah, any, any movie with a mullet, because look at the actual Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a mullet. Oh, yeah. She's even got it on the sides and the flippy well, outies. The fourth and... one wasn't really all that. Successful. Well, he cut his hair, and yeah. it's like, oh, these weapons. What you think? That's why it wasn't that's successful. Why. The he didn't have the flow. <laughs> he didn't have the flow. Because right. then you you look at the Lethal Weapon remade by It's Always Sunny, and it's perfect. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. It's it, perfect. I'm not gonna argue. That's you can't argue when facts are facts. Right Plus, Danny DeVito is the greatest villain ever. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is just the greatest ever. Yeah, he is. So, Deadline has reported that WB has gotten David Goyer, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justin Rhodes to pen the script for Green Lantern Corpse. Jeff Johns and John Berg are set to be executive producers, fucking right, of the film, which has been described as Lethal Weapon in Space and its comic book origin story. I wanted to get to that sooner because I was excited. Sure. The film is set to feature both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. And if you don't know, they are both Green Lanterns, so that is your... The, the two best Green Lanterns right there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Did you Probably say, the most Did you popular. say Hal Johnson? Hal Jordan. Oh, uh, well, I hoped you... I thought you said Hal Johnson, and I was going to be like, I hope Joanne McLeod's there, because <laughs> I need, need a body... McLeod? I need a body break. <laughs> Deadline? That, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to tell... I was just going <laughs> to remind the viewers that they're not even viewing it, because I can't watch this, but... <laughs> I'm going to just remind them that that's coming to the WWWWWB. Deadline stated that Goyer and Johns conceived the story and that it will focus on Stewart, a former African-American Marine sniper, and his relationship with Jordan after the former joins the corpse. Cop movie in space. I'm excited. Sweet. American Horror Story renewed for season 8 and 9. What do you think about that, Kyle? That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Get it. I only ever watch it with you when I come down. I just here. wanted. I, I just wanted to see your chill. Are you too scared? No, oh no, I watched scared, it. I just no, wanted like, to know his. I, I was just. I was hoping for. A, I don't really care. Okay, well, you want that because I literally don't give a fuck about that show. I've watched it. It's okay. But I like that kind of weird shit. So do I. But I won't uh, lie. The first season is a little weird for me. I. When that came out, I watched the first two episodes, or three or something, and I was just like, this is just weird. I have See, no idea what's going on. There's people doing ghosts and having baby ghosts, and I don't get it. It's hurting, and they can't leave the house. But then the other seasons came out, and it was just normal, like, freak show and asylums and 
Yeah. I don't know. I like I it's not that I think it's a bad series. I watched it and I'm like I don't hate it, but I'm also very like I like shitty 80s b horror and that's oh, me, me. Too. Like, i know you do i know you do because we've watched a ton of it together back in the day but if i'm if i'm really going to invest into something like i really just want a tv show that's like 80s b horror like a netflix exclusive or whatever they have to do and it's filmed shitty and it's done like 80s style and it's really cheesy and it's got horrible like not even cgi like they do it like old school style like claymation or whatever how good would that be? You know what would be cool if, like, Netflix or some sort of streaming service did, like, their, like, an exclusive line of shows, but, like, indie shows mm-hmm. where they have a certain amount of money to do it, so it is, like, almost a B-movie type That'd thing. That would be great. And it gets, like, new people to come on. Yeah, like, it, it would be all unknowns or whatever. I mean... Mm. In a way, you kind of get that indie feel out of, like, Stranger Things. Like, I know the budget was probably massive for that. And, like, like they they had Winona. They had Winona. But, I mean, like, all those kids are going to be fucking megastars. And, like... Oh, they already are. And they they did a really good job at capturing that feeling of, like, those later 80s, early 90s kind of, like, scary films. But not, like, scary, more just kind of chilling and questionable. And, I mean... I'm sure you guys have gushed about that show before, and oh, like I, I could gush about that show forever because it was great, and season two is going to be phenomenal. But and thank God because though the writers of that show wanted to do the it remake mm-hmm. and they were shot down, so they're like, all right, fine, we'll make we'll our, our own, own story thing. that's kind of like that. Yeah, thank you, thank you <laughs> for not letting them do the it remake. Yes, and for giving them all this power to basically do kind of a George Lucasy, Steven Spielbergy meets like. 80s horror kind of oh it's like everything good from the 80s all wrapped up into one nice little package nice little (laughs) they can't see me but i'm tying the bow he's tying it i'm tying it he did the bunny ears though because he's still learning how to tie is that not how you do a bow well, I mean, it is. I don't do the bunny ears. I do the one bunny ear, but then you you loop it around. See, I could I could never figure that one out as a child. Like people tried to teach me that for years, and I could I just gave up. So I still to me the bunny. I was about to make fun of you for bunny ears, but I still do bunny ears. (laughs) I should have known that too, because I've seen you tie your shoes. Yeah, everyone's always like, "Why are you tying your shoes like that?" I'm like, "Man, I never could figure out the fucking wrap around or whatever." I've just, seen some, like... Uh, at this point, I'm too afraid to ask how to do it. Like, Cub Scout, Girl Scout, <laughs> Scout, like, Boy Scout, whatever. Like, there's some weird knot where it's just a normal, like, how I do it, but there's some way where they, they just, gotta, like, like, hoop it, yeah. and they just kind of pull it, and it's there, or yeah. whatever. Just like, how would you do that? Sailor knots and shit. I don't know. I'm t- I just, I gave up a long time ago. If it were up to me, I'd still be wearing Velcro. But, you know. Man, Velcro's the shit. We Yo. should bring that back in Yo. style. We should just get LA gear to make those light up shoes again. I was gonna like, say we need the ones that light up. Yeah, man. Was that? I think that was LA Gear, which is a great company name. Oh, Bum yeah. jeans. fuck. Ah, oh, there's some oh, little more new, little more news nuggets. Little more, more little news nuggets. There you go, Brandon. Speak it in English. I, I, I speak proper sometimes. Words out don't come proper. Exactly. French magazine confirm, confirms villain in Wonder Woman movie. And it's pretty much who everyone thought. It's Ares. Ares. Oh. The god of war. That's hot. Yeah. So there you go. Have you guys ever wondered when she flies her invisible plane, like, 
if she goes to the bathroom in the invisible plane, is she hitting people with her pee? Well, the plane's still technically there. It's just <laughs> it's just invisible. So, I mean, so I'm like, guessing there's still a toilet so, system. So like, it's an invisible toilet system that's part of the invisible plane. So she, she had some good plumbers, I guess. But when the plane goes invisible, does she go invisible Like when she's in it? I guess that's they what would. I'm wondering. In the comics, I would assume so. You just see the Justice League just walking around <laughs> while flying in the air. That'd everyone's, be dope. everyone's flying beside her plane. They just see for her the X Men too and stuff and the. Blackbird. Well, yeah, they have a, a cloak, an invisible plane. Yeah, they just know. call it cloak, so it sounds more realistic. Yeah, it's cloaking device. Online. This was cool. I thought this was a. This was fun news. Online peti- petition. To reboot 90s classic Dinosaurs. Ooh, that would be cool. Remember that show? That was one of the best shows ever. I'm not going to lie, though. I more remember the toys that you got from McDonald's. I remember those, Where it was like a tube sticking out Mm -hmm. of their butt with a little... I don't even know what it did, because by the time I was always playing with them, they were broken, so they didn't do anything. But I'm guessing guessing it just... Did they squirt water? I I can't remember remember what they did. I I know they could move arms and stuff, but that... I mean... The only thing is, yeah, they'd, they'd only be able to reboot that show because the last episode, the dinosaurs all die, right? Like, the, oh, the yeah, very last episode is the... when, the, like, the meteorite's about to hit or whatever. But it's crazy because you look back on that show and it actually tackled a lot of, like, very, like, adult themes and very, like, it was very much like a sitcom, like a kid's sitcom that tackled, like, a lot of growing up and a lot of, like, actual, like, pretty, like, heavy topics. But I guess that's, like, what Disney kind of did back in those days with, like... Like even like a lot of stuff. Like was that Disney or was that pure then. ABC? That might have been both, but... Well, I think they're both, because it says Disney ABC. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, cause I saw it on Facebook. There was an online petition on change.org to try and get Disney slash ABC to reboot the classic 90s TV show Dinosaurs. The pe- petition... I don't know why that's such a hard word for me to say. Petition. Petition. Was started by Sean Manley, and at the time of writing this... Steiner. Has or had, whatever you want. This I wrote this a couple days ago, so it might be higher now. Uh, had 13,800 supporters of its goal of 15,000. So, well, so once the goal asked. is reached, the petition will be sent to the Walt Disney Company. Did you say petition? Probably. Um, now, I mean, if we're talking about reboots, there's been one that's been in limbo for so long, and I've been... I think I've heard of that. Do you know what I'm talking faintly. about? Here? Do you even know what I'm talking about yet? Aren't you talking about dinosaurs? No, I was going to talk about another reboot that I'm waiting for that's been working... They've been working on it forever, but then, like, I haven't heard of an update for a long time. And it's a reboot of... Reboot! Uh, I keep hearing little things every mm-hmm. once in a while about that as well. I think someone just has to fucking do it. They should call it Reboot Rebooted. The reboot. <laughs> the album. <laughs> the video game. The sequel. <laughs> the official soundtrack of the video game of the movie. <laughs> I loved Reboot. Even my dad loved that show. So that was like a show me and my dad watched together. It was just like, watch Bob and Enzo like go fucks with that purple cube. And they had fucking killer toys. Like, yeah, they who did. was the uh, bad guy? Megabyte? Megabyte. Yeah. His toy was and fucking awesome because every single joint was like, uh, movable. Yeah. And he would. Oh, I had a few of the they toys. Were perfect. I had like grown up Enzo. I had like a Bob toy. I think I had. Um, I definitely had the. Um, I think. BJ had a hacker slash one of them. Yeah. Um, or were those like the blue and red dudes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I might have had, like, a... I know I had a Megabyte toy and then maybe a Hexadecimal toy, too. And even Fong or whatever his name was. Incoming game. Warning. I think we had a Enzo and a dog. Oh, yeah. The dog was... Uh, yeah, I had the dog. Yeah. That was a great show. A little bit of comic book news. Ooh. Batman and Flash crossover comic announced. Oh, yes. My. Batman and the Flash team up in a four-part crossover titled The Button. Yes, in DC Universe Rebirth number one, Batman found the comedian's button from Watchmen, lodged into a wall of the Batcave, and this will finally expand on that. Finally. Finally. Just been that wait- news been is waiting for me that expand. Shit. Oh. In the pants. Oh, a little tent action. The story will take place in Batman and the Flash issues number 20, 21 and 22. Bam, so that's what bam. you were talking about. Yeah. I know. I didn't get what you were trying, like talking about because they said it was like a I thought it was going to be a mini series well I thought it was going to be in in two separate in Batman well, it is. and Flash it is. It yeah is going in to be. both their yeah. respectives 21 and 22 but they're going to tie together I really hope it gives us some answers and just doesn't keep giving us more cliffhangers yeah because what I'm more curious about is because I obviously knew and saw the Batman one but where did Flash find the button no, where he just knows about oh, it, and does? pretty much, I think the button, uh, when Wally was visiting Batman, I think that the button flew out from the Speed Force when he was there and lodged itself. Ah, okay, right, right. You know what would be the best part of that, though, is if they find the button, and it's from, like, Business Depot or whatever, and they just, like, remove it, and then, that was easy. It's like, all right, that's that's the whole series right there. It's just one big ad for Staples or Business Depot or whatever company it is that has that stupid button. <clears throat> that was easy. Wouldn't surprise me because in most of the Rebirth issues, there's like a four-page like Snickers ad, <laughs> and it's the it's it's the classic commercial. Well, it's not classic. The commercial where it's like, eat a Snickers, man, because you're an asshole when you're you're not yourself until you eat a Snickers. Yeah, so it's Batman, Superman, and Doomsday, and then. Batman gives Doomsday a Snickers bar, and it ends up being Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's that's actually pretty good. But. See, it's fun. Yeah, it's funny, right? The first couple of comics, but then when you see it every comic, yeah. it's like. But how no- many how many social justice warriors are going on the internet right now and just like, oh my god, I can't handle this because I need to voice my opinion. I'm offended <laughs> by this. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone's offended by everything. I know, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, You're offending me right now. I'm oh. just keeping oh my cool. god! I, feel I woke personally up attacked. and I got butt hurt today. I feel personally attacked button by hurt. your state button hurt. Oh, that was easy. Ah. Coming in April 2017. Brandon just pointed at Kyle. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so the Batman Flash crossover. There you go. All right, uh, did you guys want to do trailers, or did you want to talk about the Nintendo Switch presentation first? Let's talk about that trailer. Let's yeah? do trailers. want to do trailers? Really yeah, I, feel like trailers. I, I feel like I'll have more to say about Nintendo than I will about trailers. So yeah, I, mean. I think you will. So Alien Covenant that came out sweet. Christmas Day, the trailer did, yep. and it was a nice little surprise. Yes, it was. I was just missing Arnold. Were you missing Arnold? I wanted Arnold to be in the trailer. Aw, that's okay. But the shower scene... Rustled my jimmies a little bit. Right, that little threesome at the end with the two humans and the alien? I was hoping that the tail was going to go up her bum bum. <laughs> oh. I, or like, I don't even know. Was that the tail? What was I that? Think was that I think that was the tail, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, a, I think that's more of a distraction. But there's mm-hmm. also, there's not just xenomorphs in it, there's neomorphs in it. Question, but, though. 
when there's the big blood splatter at the end, do you guys think that that was just them having really rough sex, or do you think that that was him well, dying? Well, she was standing back, so I'm pretty sure that was him <laughs> dying. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, even at the beginning, you see the girl in the room, she's like, let me out, let me out, and she's like, hell no, you got something going on with you, and it starts coming out of her back. No, I, I think there's two people in the room. No, it... Oh, what, sorry, whatever. I think someone else is coming out of their back or their, like... Either way. Yeah. But, yeah, it's coming out of their back rather than the chest yeah. What that we're used to. So that's the Neomorph, which sorry, is, so like, a different... Is this is this a continuation or are they rebooting? I'm sorry con- for being, you know, naive or no, ignorant, it, it but... No, it can be confusing. I just, I just haven't really followed that series for a long time. It's a continuation so. from Prometheus, but he, I'm pretty sure it's going to connect... It's gonna kind of throw it all together in yeah. somewhere. Well, Either that's what the, that is. That the is the one. theme of like the 2010s now is put out a movie that was huge in the 80s or the 90s and connect all these sh- fucking stories. That yeah, exactly. I mean, it's cool that they do it sometimes, but do they have to do it for everything? I don't know. Well, they they will do. It I know, for but everything. it's just well, it's every... either that or a complete reboot of a movie from Nate. From but the sometimes I prefer 80s. the complete reboots because, like, as much as I can fangirl about anything, sometimes when they when they're just like, oh, and by the way, the first three movies were, you know, this is why everything happened in the first. I'm like, ah, I could figure that out on my own. Like when I was five and I watched it for the first time or whatever, like. Yeah, I completely agree. I need, certain, I need some more Arnold, though. Yeah, there's certain movies where it's just... What Arnold? He's not in an alien movie. I know, that's why I keep saying <laughs> okay, it, though. Okay, just make it sure. No, because he was in Predator, so no, I'm I know. just like... I just want Arnold in the alien movie. All right. Because, like, it would just make sense. Man, if he showed up in an alien versus Predator movie, just, like, the final showdown... Yeah. Like, just, like, the silhouette of him, like... I just, I just <laughs> want him to... Anytime they reboot anything from the 80s or 90s, I just want him to be in it. No, one more side note. It would be him coming in the background. It would be a silhouette, and it would look like he'd be carrying, like, this big gun, but it would really just be him from Commando with a big fucking tree <laughs> over his shoulder, and he would just, like, drop it. And then randomly he just quotes, like, he only quotes his other films. He doesn't have any original lines, so he's just like, Put the toy on the carpet. <laughs> Put it back. Oh, I can't It's not the tumor. Yeah, then, it's not tumor. Then you'd have to have uh, uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> just a big man i'm just too old for this shit just a big man, predator orgy of yeah but i mean as i say like then he'd be but like then you'd need prepare for the city to freeze <laughs> <laughs> it's like arnold so yeah in this in this movie because after that scene you see them land on the planet and you see this back alien covenant um you see those things on the ground they step on it and those like pores shit. come out yeah, it looks like shit, but I think it has something to do with the goo from Prometheus. Because I think, goo. in my mind, it's the evolution of that goo. Because at the end of Prometheus, we see that first little weird alien. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, these spores like go into the guy's ear. And I think he's the one that has it coming out of his back. And a little while ago, when we saw those pictures that were leaked with those weird-looking aliens, but they were like white, I think those are the Neomorphs. Yeah. The weirdest thing about that was, oddly, when I saw the ear thing that you're talking about, I just really wanted some deep-fried cauliflower. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I was like, cauliflower ear, <laughs> cauliflower. I love deep-fried cauliflower. Get some buffalo cauliflower. And then, know. of course, we saw, what's that guy's name? The comedian that's in it? Oh, right. The one that we think looks like my friend. Um, 
See, I can't remember his name right now, which is really bad. Well, that's okay, Kyle, because I think it's Danny McBride. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yes. Right. Which is, right, right. That's why it's bad, because he's bounding down into one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. of all time. He's bounding down. And then on top of that, like, he, just when he does anything with, like, those, like, the Rat Pack, I guess you can call them, like, when he's, like, with Will Ferrell and with, like, any of those guys, like, they did, like, that Beastie Boys video together, and it's just so, like, him, like, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, like, he's such a great dude, and it's weird that he's gonna be in this movie, but... I guess it's the whole thing. Comedian gets put into, like, kind of badass role, gets put into serious well, film. Well, apparently James Franco is in it as well. But, see, he's already had some roles where he's not just a goofy stoner. So, that's, I mean... That's true. He can kind of get away with that, right? Where Danny McBride has basically played the same character in every movie, in every show. He's fucking hilarious, don't get me wrong. But he basically is just himself. Yeah. Like, he's just a very turned-up-to-ten version of himself and everything. I mean, even that... Your Highness or whatever that uh, shitty yeah, movie is. I think like, he's still going to have that sort of, like, smart-ass... Yeah, like... Like, say, you know, like... I'm a complete asshole, but I'm lovable. Like, yeah. Well, from the typical pilot type, he it might be just the pilot, like, you know, like, hey, sugar tits, like... Yeah, yeah. probably. And he thinks he's the greatest shit, but, that's but like, he kind of oh, is. shit, fucking alien, we gotta get out of here and fucking take this gun and he'll be, you know, like, he, he can take charge. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want him to, yeah, like, to carry forward that kind of, like, you know, I, I piss excellence and they call my dick the golden dick. Like, I want that Danny McBride in this movie. Well, we we, we also see the classic alien egg yeah. and the classic idiot putting his face right into it. What's, the, what's that moving? Oh, that looks like food. Like, what are you looking at? Just fucking smash it with a hammer quick. Just run. Yeah, like... Don't look at it. <laughs> it's not even like looking at it. He doesn't like, yeah. you know, when you like kind of lift your face up and kind of look down. Yeah. And no, do that. He just sticks his no, face no right No human in. shield. Like, oh no, you go first. He, he can smell look. it. He's one of those kids that burned his face a lot by looking into the frying pan. Yeah. What are you cooking, mom? Oh. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but overall. Cooking the, bacon with that <laughs> shirt. <laughs> overall, I'm, I'm excited. It, it looks like It'll be a good. classic alien. It'll movie. be good. Because a lot of people didn't like Prometheus. I didn't like so it, it was very slow. I, I didn't, didn't mind like it, but it was very more slow. And Those movies, though, like, they, they can go one or the other, right? Like, they can be pure action or slow, but I just felt like Prometheus was just kind of... Fell a little flat for me. And, like, I don't know if that's unpopular opinion day, but, like... No, a lot of people weren't happy with it. And I think they could have expanded more on the whole engineers thing, like, the big white people that were supposed to be the ones behind the black goo and the aliens and shit. So I hope they expand on that as well, but it looks awesome. Anyway, we have one more trailer, which is not really a trailer because it's just a piece of crap cut together (laughs) teaser thing for, I guess, to show people who didn't know this movie was coming that it's coming, and that is Cult of Chucky. I'm excited for the movie, but the trailer, it literally... It looked like a fan trailer. My buddy Randy put it on... Our buddy James's wall because he's a big horror movie fan, and I watched it and I commented saying like, "Too bad it's just a crappy fan made trailer." Lo and behold, I go to uh, like a horror movie website and they're like, "New Chucky trailer," and I'm like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. that's just a really bad, real trailer." Well, I, when we before the show we were talking about this and like I said. I thought at first it was going to be a reboot because it was Child's Play style, like, non-fucked-up Chucky, like, 
clean face, like, overalls and shit are still intact. And I and then, like, the trailer progresses, obviously, and I'm like, why? Like, I've seen all of these movies, like... And I, I, I would I be way more... I would be more excited if it literally showed nothing but text and then just him in, like, a doorway at the end. Like, or I would just be, wait a month until you have a Until you have some scenes. Shot. Yeah. But it didn't even say anything about the upcoming movie. No. So, therefore... Yeah, it could be any, anything. Anybody who's watching this who didn't know, like, the last Chucky movie came out because it went straight to DVD, they could watch this and go, oh, a Child's Play reboot. Because it's just showing his his life, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't know, it, it doesn't say anything about the plot. It doesn't, it, to me, I didn't see the boy from the original movies in it, though. So. No, the two characters that are supposed to be in this upcoming movie aren't even shown in this yeah, trailer. That's what's messed up. Well, it, it bothers me because, like, you can you can do a proof-of-concept-style trailer, but, like, show something new, even if it never makes it into the film. Like, well, the, even when... Which a lot of like, movies do these days. A lot well, of the, movies do The it. new film is supposed to be the girl in the last film who survived Chucky... He killed everyone in her house, and the cops come, and they put her in an, in an asylum, saying that it's her that killed everyone, and she starts to believe that. And then her guidance counselor, or grievance psychiatrist, whatever, brings in a Chucky doll as a, a tool or lesson or whatever, and it ends up being Chucky, and he starts killing everyone, and then she starts to see that it wasn't her in the house. But then the kid from the original, like Andy is supposed to come and team up with her as well. You don't see either of them in the trailer or anything from the last I'm sure we'll get we'll get like a red band trailer in like a month and then they'll finally have some footage and I mean they're saying it's like twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. So I mean they must have some of it shot. Which, yeah, they've been showing pictures on set and shit. Yeah, so. but that's what I'm saying. Like it would take them literally ten seconds to like CGI a quick like just a silhouette of Chucky in a doorway holding a knife or something. And him doing his, like, standard laugh. Or just him standing outside the insane asylum. Exactly. Like, that'd be awesome. They literally could have made such an easy, quick trailer with a bunch of text where you don't know where it's going yet, and then it just shows him or whatever, and it could have been such a simple thing, and instead it looks like... It literally did look like a fan-made trailer. It literally looked like... Someone was just like, I got nothing to do today. I'm going to throw together a bunch of Child's Play clips and bright a Chucky. Exactly. Like, yeah, and and it looked the like internet. they did it really Come quick. Like, yeah. the, the clips don't like, make sense. Oh, shit. I was supposed to do something. Uh, d- uh, just, just cut and paste all these okay. old... Uh, all these old footage. Foot, uh, there you go. Well, even when it says, like, it's like, Cult of Chucky, an all-new movie. Like, that looked so cheesy. Like, it... Whatever. Like, I, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna honk on it, because I am excited for a new Chucky movie. I love the franchise, and, like, I have forever, and... But and I, I mean, do understand it's pretty much for people who didn't know the movie is coming. Yeah, but still... And that still, aren't as big of fans, but... I, I get that, but I mean... Most people that watch the Chucky movies watch the Chucky movies. Yeah. Like... I don't think they're going to get too many people that are just like, I've never seen Chucky. I'm going to go see Cult of Chucky, right? Like, That's very true, actually. <laughs> the people the people that are, were watching Chucky movies, you know, we were still the blockbuster generation. Exactly. I, I'd, I go and rent, I'd go and rent literally all Child's Play movies, all the Chucky movies, like everything, That's and like watch them all in a weekend. missing. Like, they have Netflix now, and yeah, they'll be flicking through Netflix maybe, or 
you know, oh, what the hell is this or what's that? But back in the day, you'd go to a Blockbuster or Rogers. We, this is a big topic on basement conditions. Uh, I had a feeling because we were all part of that. And you just see all these movie titles and shit, and you'd be like, oh, fucking Friday the 13th. But it was right? such a big you know, deal Chucky. back then, right? Like, Chucky. for us, it was like, you know, Friday night, like, we're getting, like, pizza, we're getting some, like, something for dinner. A movie and a video game. We go and grab, yeah, like, so my rule was I was always allowed to get either uh, three movies two games or a movie in a game that was always my rule uh with my parents or whatever and mm-hmm. like so there would be times where most of the time i'd get two games because i was always more into video games than i was into movies but i mean there'd be tons of times where yeah i'd just be like oh like this one two and three i'm gonna watch all three of these all weekend and like i couldn't even tell you like i remember when bride of chucky came out on VHS or DVD, I don't even remember VHS. what format it was yet, but probably VHS. I must have rented that movie like six weekends in a row. Like every weekend, I'd rent it and watch it again because I loved it. Like that movie was huge for me, and like it's not even that good. Like you look back, like it's not even the best Chucky. And oh no, it's really cheesy at times. Oh god, but I mean, well, that's what it's supposed to be. But too. I mean, you you look back and like I don't remember how old I would have been. Not very old, but. I, I, it's funny because that's still and my favorite one. to the other ones. Because I'm nostalgic short, for it. isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a long movie. Like, it's just like your regular, like, whatever, like, hour 20 or yeah. whatever kind of movie. Or 120-minute movie or whatever. Like, yeah. under two, or I just about two hours first or whatever. two or first three Chuckies and being like, man, that's a good, long, you know, horror yeah. movie. Yeah, the first couple, I'm pretty sure, are pretty probably, long. I think they hit, like, the three-hour mark. But a lot of those 80s movies did that, too. They had... Yeah, too much story a lot to of tell. horror movies were like hour and a half to two hours sometimes. Yeah, but most that, movies, but... like action movies and stuff, were usually like an hour and a half. That was always yeah. like the like the norm. Yeah, for like a movie. it was always either like the ninety minute, the one hundred twenty minute, or you're going for for an Oscar and you're going to put out like a two hundred and fifty minute film. We call that a Titanic. There you go. Where there's a pee break in the yeah. theater <laughs> in the middle of the film. I, I still that. yeah, I remember that too. They don't do that for fucking Avengers or no. anything. You just I hold it. I never. Oh, I can't. I can't miss a movie. Not even that. I just hate coming back in and trying to find my seat, yeah. being the one like that. Yeah. Here goes. I went done. I'll suffer. Which is so funny too, because like they they set us up for failure with those gigantic jugs of a drink, and then you like finish it like twenty minutes into the movie because all the trailers. You finish all your popcorn, and then you're like, my mouth is salty. I want another <laughs> drink. But I know if I drink this, not only am I going to have to pee, but I'm going to shit my pants on the walk home like we did that one time. <laughs> well, that's a whole other... That's a whole other time. I don't even remember what movie we saw. Me but, neither. Um, but yeah. Uh, we saw Transformers. Uh, but either way. Uh, Cult the Chucky. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Nintendo Switch presentation right after a uh, little break. A little break. A little crack. Here's some promos for you to listen to while we go take a little breaky poo. The Epic Film Guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in a Miller Lite. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you at the movies.
Hi, I'm Mark James from the popular Poop Culture Podcast. I'm here today to talk to you about a serious matter millions of Americans struggle with each and every day. Do you suffer from a moderate to severe disinterest in life? Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with social perplexia, a general knowledge deficiency? Then Poop Culture, with all the snatch them in, may be right for you. The Poop Culture Podcast gives you your minimum daily required allowance of popular culture, comedy, and general tomfoolery. Please operate heavy machinery while listening to Poop Culture. If you achieve an erection lasting more than four hours, then good for you. Side effects may include, but are not limited to, nausea, diarrhea, general sense of euphoria, hallucinations, side and stomach cramps, social gaping, anal leakage, and dry mouth. Listen to the Poop Culture podcast and gain the confidence you need to relate to people once again. No need to ask your doctor because Poop Culture is right for you. Poop Culture, yeah, it's a Poop Culture. Oh, and we're back, and I think it's going to be a long episode because we still got some stuff to talk about. We do. But over the break, we made it official that Kyle is officially part of the Basement Condition family. Hello. So he will be on more episodes in the future. Yay! I will. Hi. So get used to that sexy voice. Sorry, my coffee's <coughs> my, my coffee's all done, and we all know what that means. Yeah. So, but. Nintendo Switch presentation. Yes. I'm I'm fucking it. I'm pretty excited for it, but I'm not one of the ginormous Nintendo fans in the way in the sense that in the sense that I am. Well, not only that, it's what is coming out at the same time as launch. Right. Like, there's not enough to push me forward to pre-order it. I've already anything. bought it. Yeah, I know. I figured you would. Because you, you like Zelda, too, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Zelda. I mean, See, if it was Mario the coming last, out... The last couple Zelda games have been absolute shit. They're terrible. Does that I include Windbreaker? It. No, Wind Waker. That's a good Zelda game, because I was on GameCube, and then they rebooted it for Wii U, which was good. But, I mean, we're talking, like... The Zelda, like, whatever, Phantom, whatever the fuck. I can't even remember that game's name right now. Hourglass. That Phantom Hourglass, where you turn into Twilight a wolf. Princess. And Twilight Princess. Hated the shit out of those games. Mostly because I hated the Wii, and I hate motion controls, and I'm a, I'm an old school dude, and I like controllers. I hate motion controls. I think they're gimmicky. So it was even, like, I remember playing, like, Twilight Princess and just being, like, this is, or Skyward Sword, sorry, was the one I hated the most. I made it to the first dungeon, and gave up because i just hated having to use i hated having to pretend that i was using a sword and a shield i just wanted yeah. to press a and hit like what's this new one called again breath of uh, breath, breath of uh, the wild or something or breath of wild i can't remember right now but so that's coming out on launch as well as a game called half switch yeah which is basically just uh this is how you use our exactly. system but that's they always do that it's like how with the wii u they put out um Nintendo World or whatever yeah, it was called. Nintendo and, Land. Or Nintendo Land, yeah. And that was a fun game. I won't lie, if, like it, if it was day, the Mario but... game coming out on launch, I would have pre ordered it. Yeah. And I'm pretty I'm I bet you there's a lot of us. But you know that by us I mean me's won't come out shortly. Like after, so. a lot of people that are like, Well if it was Mario, I would pre order it. Yeah, I would have Yeah, but I'm the, the thing right is now. like Nintendo hasn't done a Mario title for launch in a while. Like I a know. proper Mario title for launch in a while. And I haven't pre ordered a Nintendo Well there you go. Ever. Well there you go. <laughs> So, all right. Well, let's, I miss the days when you bought a Super Nintendo and it came with Super Mario World. I know. Uh, so yeah, it will be released on March third of this year. Yep. And will be two hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> and ninety nine cents American. American. It's so how much not was it? That cheap. Here. How much was it Canadian? Um, 
I mean, I'm not a banker, but I think it, I I only had to put down fifty dollars to pre-order, so I haven't. Oh paid the right, right, yet. right. You, okay. But it's like, I, it's gonna be like four hundred bucks or something. Like it's pretty pricey, but that's New kind of the, that's, that's, that's how this that's how this console generation is now, and I think you know that's an average price they're gonna they're gonna still have people buying it because it actually looks like a new system for once no one knew that the wii u was a new system everyone thought the wii u was just the nintendo wii with a new peripheral and whatever and that's why it did terrible and they had no third-party support they only had a like they had some decent first-party titles i had a wii u i sold it but it's they didn't incorporate the screen they didn't utilize the uh, they didn't utilize they didn't utilize the gamepad enough Everyone just wanted the Pro Controller. And, I mean, you even go into an EB Games or a GameStop, and you look, and it's, like, a whole wall of PlayStation, a whole wall of Xbox, and then a little tiny sad-looking corner that has, like, 10 Wii U games, a bunch of 3DS games, and a bunch of DS games. And it's, like, how are you expecting to have, to generate a lot of sales and to, you know, have a market here when you're literally taking up not even a wall. It's like a sad, depressing-looking corner. That's why I sold my Wii U, because I was just like, I've played every game I want to play on this system, and like even if they keep putting out new games, like I don't care that much. Well, that's why I'm excited for this, because not only is it a system, but it's a handheld system. Yeah. You can play multiplayer on the, on handheld, the handheld, up to eight people. Which is cool. Fucking awesome. Might get a little crowded, but... A little crowded. I what, mean, it, what do you think about the storage? 32 gigabytes on the system and you can use an SD card as well. That's, I mean, that's pretty standard for Nintendo now. I mean... Well, you'd think they'd kind of up it a bit. Well, that's my biggest... One of my biggest gripes about the console is, I mean, they're always a step behind Microsoft and Sony right now. You look at the new Microsoft... Like, the new Xbox, it's, you know, you have an option for a terabyte. You look at the new PlayStation, you can get up to two terabytes. Plus, I mean, you have PlayStation Plus, you have cloud storage, you have all these other options... And I mean, this and is you Nintendo. Need it, this you need it because I mean, a lot of titles are digital now, and a lot of games, even on disc, are large files. Whatever. I mean, Grand Theft Auto was like what fifty gigs or something. It's insane. Oh, at this point, I could only imagine how big it is with all the updates and exactly uh, downloads. So I mean, and shit. that like, that was my first kind of gripe of the system is just once again Nintendo like you're a year behind everyone always and i get it like you have a name that you can stick with and you have characters that no one else can use and you do put out quality titles your first party work is always phenomenal even on the wii u every first party title they put out was great i will say it right now but you look at something like it's the same with the wii u i had three usb sticks in my wii u and it's like just give me a shitload of internal memory. Yeah. And then, like, I don't mind having to have peripherals like that, but just why not just offer a 500 gigabyte? Why not offer a terabyte? You know and that they're going to... make more money. You know that eventually they're going to put out another model with more space because no games are 32 gigs now. Like, you'll get two games on there and you're going to be you're gonna be out of space. Exactly. And, and then even when it comes to updates and stuff, they take up space. If you have too much space on your console, you can't even update, so... I hate when it says there's an update and it goes to do it, and then it's like, you have no room. And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck. So, I mean, like, I appreciate, Nintendo, you're giving us the option for easily expandable memory. Great. Thank but you. Just give us a but little bit more Give us a little more to start place. with. Yeah. Also, you have to pay for online. They were the last system they're to the have. La- they were the last system to finally hop on that trend. But you know what? I Nintendo, 
are really good to their fans and to I their supporters. I was thinking that too. So I feel like the online service will be good. And here's here's my thing. If Nintendo could have a free online service that was decent, I mean, Mario Kart 8 was always fine. I always got connected into rooms. I never had a problem connecting. I always had, I never had lag. Even Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers was a little eh, but it still was pretty good for online. And I mean, if that was free and now they're actually paying. So, I mean, you're paying for server space. You're paying for, it's, you're paying for a membership to be active, but what you're paying for really is to have like servers and to have more servers. And to keep them up and running. And to keep them up and running and to keep them updated. But I mean, you, you even look at like, I have PlayStation plus, I have Xbox gold or whatever. You get two free games a month. You get perks. Yeah, there's always perks. There's you get discounts. There's always you know there's a reason that you're paying for this, and a lot of the time it does pay for itself. I mean, yeah, PlayStation Plus. The games lately have been kind of shit. Every month it's like always a fucking point and click game, an above head game, and whatever. But I mean, you're getting discounts. You're getting, and I mean, on top of that, you're paying to have to play online. And I think if you know what Nintendo are just trying to keep up with the market. They know that, you know, all these other consoles are generating a lot of their revenues from having all these people playing online. So it was bound to happen. A lot of people were freaking out about that and whatever, but it, I wasn't too surprised. I was surprised yeah. they didn't even offer that with the Wii U. And it's and just... It's, it's again, true, you get Nintendo more. Nintendo has always, again, kept up and been, like, sort of, like, kept afloat with their handhelds. Yes. And that's where they made their money yes. and now that's kind of what the system is utilizing and they're kind of bring back the couch play. They're with, trying oh, to bring yeah. that back. But I mean, uh, as I say, I mean if we're still talking about online, but more memory would definitely help. So many people are freaking even. out that there's going to be a paid online service and it's like, you know what? Every goddamn system is paid online now like well, once it's, it's released, not that big a couple, of a surprise. As soon as a couple months go by, it'll no one will even think about well, you, it. Well, you just it's a one-time payment. You're going to pay 49.99 or whatever it is at the beginning of the year whenever you buy one. Exactly. And then you'll never think about it again until you have to renew. And I mean, sure, for me it's going to start adding up because now it's like I got to do renew my PlayStation Plus, my <laughs> Xbox Gold, and now my Nintendo. But that's your but that's, that's my choice. Yeah. That's you my choice yeah. to have. So, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to get upset about it because like I'm I'm opting in for this, and if Nintendo does it right, like they're gonna offer free games. There's gonna be discounts. There's gonna be reasons to pay for it, other than just to be online. And everyone's freaking out. Oh, Nintendo! It's it's just the way of the market, and that's how it's gonna be. So I mean, it's not gonna be the end of the world. On a happy note, good news for the bearded one over there. The return of Amiibos. Hmm. So more fucking toys for you to. You're going to need more shelves upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> more toys for you to, to buy. incorporate them. I think, I mean... Did you do the Ami- Amiibo I thing? bought a Kirby one, and I, I only used it for Smash Brothers, and so you can... In Smash Brothers, they it would generate a robot character, or an AI character, and you can train it up to level 50, but it can learn from your fighting style, and literally could become, like, unbeatable. Yeah. So, like, when I trained my Kirby to, like, level 50, I think I named it Buttby, and it, like... <laughs> It was indestructible. Like, this Kirby would beat me, like, ten stock to nothing without me even being able to, di- like, get a hit on it, practically. And my buddy Matt and I, we we, would tra- we trained... I had a Kirby, he had a Ness, and a, a Mario, and I think maybe a Link, and a Donkey Kong, actually. And so we trained them all up to 50, and we just, like... 
take a beer break from, you know, from playing or whatever, and we'd just make them all fight, and they couldn't beat each other. I remember we had, like, his Donkey Kong versus my Kirby, and they were both too good that they couldn't beat one another. So it, the match could have probably gone on for, like, five hours, and they couldn't knock each other off the stage because they were both just too good. Uh, it's funny you say that because uh, my brother-in-law, Adam, he had a Jigglypuff that was unbeatable, but one-on-one, I beat the shit out of it, <laughs> but in a, like, in, like, a multiple setting with a bunch of people, yeah. it, like, whooped Annihilates. ass and shit, and it's just, like, crazy, you couldn't touch it, it's like, wow. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there you <clears> go, Nintendo, mirrors, there's more money for it, you. <laughs> once it learns your fighting pattern and style, yeah. like... And then it learns how to beat your style, and then it also gets better than you, and then better than everyone else, and yay, computers, but... Yeah, Amiibos are cool. I, I never really got on, like, the hype of them just because I didn't want to keep spending money on them and I don't have anywhere to put them, but they're cool, and I, I think, like, they do offer, like, little perks and little... It's almost like getting, like, little extra DLC out of games and stuff like that, which is... For some people, that's cool. Lots of people like to collect them, so it's kind of like the Nintendo pop figures, if you will, and... Very, that's... Nintendo's gonna analogy. get a shitload of money from that, and they... Well, they already have. They already have, but, I mean, they're gonna continue with that, and... When I first moved in here, every time me and this bearded one over here would go into an EB Games, he would just beeline to the Amiibos section to an exact Amiibo and be like, I don't have this one, and buy it, and be like, Jess is going to be pissed. (laughs) It's like, why'd you buy it? I need it, man. If I didn't get it, it'd be gone tomorrow. I'm like, that's true. I I understand the struggle. Well, there you go. It's like the... I still don't have them all for... Because I just want the ones specifically for Super Smash. And you know, you've got like you know, 50. like they said they're not going to do another Super Smash. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we're coming out with Nintendo Switch. And then you're like, well, you know, they're coming out with another Super Smash. They, of course, there they probably are. won't be one for a while. But I mean, what do you think? They didn't mention anything about VR, and apparently they'll they'll hop on it. They yeah. but I think they're gonna they're gonna start off with this and see where it goes because really, like, what Nintendo titles can you picture VR currently? Sort of Mario, just because it's so 3D now. But it would just be really gimmicky, I think. I think yeah. Nintendo doesn't want to... They don't want to be a gimmicky system. I don't and know. Like, that first Mario level looks kind of gimmicky when he's running around the real world. Yeah, but I honestly, man, I, th- I don't even think half that's going to be the game. I think that's very much proof of concept just showing that it's open world. And I mean... You think so? I don't know. It's hard to say, right? I mean, it could be cool. And like... I don't know. I think, I, I just I think if like... anything, it'll just be the hub. Yeah. It'll be the hub. I mean... You, Hopefully they do it correctly, because, I mean, like, Sonic 06, which is the worst video game ever, they had, like, a city for the hub, and then you could go into levels, but it was terrible. I just don't like how the people are, like, they look like us walking Yeah, but that's, around. like, Sonic 06. It's, like, real-looking people that Sonic would talk to and interact with. But like, it looks like Mario running around, like, GTA. It just doesn't look right. I think, as I say, I don't think that's going to be a staple of the game, because, I mean, it showed so many other worlds and so yeah. many other things. Oh, it looks fantastic. I think it's very much proof of concept. I think that, if anything, is going to be, like, the hub world or something, or maybe it's a, a level, but I don't think the whole game is going to be based around the city. I think that was purely them just showing that it's going to be an open-world Mario Well, game. that game is definitely what's going to push me to get the system. Oh, yeah. Because I already great. want it just for the fact that it's a handheld. Yeah, and well, you have you have options, and... I mean, I loved 3D World on the Wii U. Like, that game 
as far as I'm concerned, that is one of the best Mario games ever made, including the NES and the Super Nintendo games and Mario 64, which actually, I hate Mario 64, but I don't even want to get into that. It's the fucking worst game ever. I hate it so much, but either way, um... You guys are just like giving me the weird. No, I'm watching. Right I'm I, watching his face go from like. No, I can understand that because I really yeah. enjoy the game, but it, it is a piece of crap considering it was their first. Oh, it's the first ever 3D platformer. Yeah. And basically, they made the Nintendo 64 controller around that game. And the first couple of levels are fine, but it's the levels where the camera views start. Going that's my that's my only problem with yeah. that game is that the camera is so bad like when it in, gets borderline when unplayable. When you're in cave levels, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you try to move when it, and then all of a sudden, and yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. we want to go down here. It's, it's like, boom, yes, turns the game you. the game still in some aspects stands up to the tales of time, the tests of time. Sorry, not the tales of time. That's like a tale is all this time. <laughs> Whatever, but no, it's. I mean, we're getting off topic about that, but I mean, it's. I don't want to just talk about Mario 64 because it would just be me talking shit and then you guys are going to get hate mail. Oh, no. People are going to um, be like, fuck this I'd love to get guy. hate mail. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> We'd read it on the show. Well, there you go. Well, but yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. I'm yeah. Super Mario Odyssey looks, looks great. It's I don't, I don't my, know about the eyeballs on his head. I'm still trying to figure out if that's going to be, if that's some sort of reference to Splatoon. Like if it's supposed to be a reference to like one of the octopuses that you wear on your head. Octopi, whatever the fuck it's well, called. It's, yeah, it must be some sort of a power-up. But I something. think, well, I mean, it showed that that hat, like, it has, like, he can throw it and stuff. I think that's going to be cool. That was cool. I think that's going to be sick. He throws it and he jumps on it and uses it And uses it, it like a weapon, too, like... Some sort of a weapon. A weapon. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, pardon Ugh. you. I haven't eaten anything today. Um, um, I've what just else? a couple gummy bears. Anything else about the presentation? Okay, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the controller. Like, yes. the controller looks great. A lot of people think it looks gimmicky. I like it. I like it. I think it. it's cool. I like that you can do more than one thing with it. I like that you can repurpose it into a bunch of different controllers. You can, like, take the screen out, flop them on the sides, click them in. That looks very satisfying. The price like is fucking garbage. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it's probably more than meets the eye than, than what we've seen. Oh, of, sh- oh, of course. Sure. They're, not yes. gonna, they're not going to show off everything. The price, you mean, for the individual controllers? Yes. Yes. It's mm- shit. Stupid. And you also know that they're going to release a pro controller at some point because everyone's going to be like, I just want like a normal controller because that's what they always do. And I hate to admit it, but I will buy the pro controller when it comes out and I'll probably never use those controllers once I get a pro controller. But that's just because I hate that. I hated the nunchucks. I wasn't a big fan of the Wii U gamepad. I sound like I hate Nintendo. I actually love Nintendo. Oh, just, me too. I, but that's, I think, honestly, uh, it's like the same thing with wrestling fans. It's like, all we do is complain about wrestling, but we're the ones that love it more than anyone. Well, that's kind of what we do on the show. We Even when we love something, we'll, we always point out all the shit, the bad stuff, oh, I mean, right? you can. that's what you do. You can what even, makes us the diehard fans, exactly. I think, though. Well, you, you guys could come and like watch wrestling with Ali and I, and you would think that we hated it. All Ali and I do when we watch wrestling together is complain about how fucking horrible it is. And there's some dude made a YouTube video and it's very similar in that where it's like, it's like two guys and like one guy's not a fan and one guy's a fan. And the guy's just like, Oh, I fucking hate this. It's terrible. Terrible. And then at the end, the guy's like, dude, why do you even watch it? Cause I fucking love it, man. It's the gr- <laughs> I love wrestling. And it's the same thing with me with Nintendo. I think, you know, no, they've super Nintendo 64, even GameCube, great. GameCube. Yes, exactly. We uh, <laughs> double dash to me. It was like the, like the last great, Mario Kart, honestly. I could agree with that. I mean, but I liked 8, Nintendo's but 8 just felt so... tried too yeah. hard with 
we and Wii U, I think. I don't think I think game wise they tried too hard. Themselves. I think I think console wise they didn't try hard enough. I mean the Wii was a huge success, but I hated it. it the only thing with the Wii is that it was a huge success because they promised so much on launch, mm-hmm. but then everything kind of trickled away. But it was also a good family console, and little kids loved the yeah. Wii. Like I just felt when I got my Wii when it first came out, I was just like really stoked on motion controls for about a month and then was just like i hate this like i don't want to have to swing my arm to do shit like i don't want to have to like have this shaky pointy remote because i have shaky hands like every time they can't see what i'm doing (laughs) but i'm shaking my hand like my my wiimote would just look like someone was having a seizure on the screen because that's what's good about these new so i I like the new controller i like the look i'm not super happy about the price also apparently there's a a share button on the controller kind of yeah so like the playstation 4 controller and i mean that that that's all part of this whole culture now of everyone's online everyone's sharing everyone's generating content and the other reason nintendo's doing that to do when we were growing up right you're taught to share so It's sharing it's what we do is a thing yeah. now but no i think i think this is also nintendo trying to you know kind of give a bit of a middle finger to the uh you know to the gaming internet community of twitch people and whatever everyone's capturing footage anyway yeah. everyone's gonna everyone's gonna buy a switch and they're gonna capture their mario footage they're gonna capture their zelda footage they're gonna make let's plays they're gonna make reviews so nintendo's like well we want a piece of that now we want you to do it through our system on your twitch we wanted to do it through our system on youtube or whatever and i mean it's it's the whole thing with them you know trying to take down a bunch of streamers and take down a bunch of people and whatever it's convenient for people like myself who don't currently have a capture card that would like to stream my footage but the second i get a capture card i'm not pressing that share button well, i mean <laughs> why come up with uh what's that mario game where you make your own mario levels? mario maker mario, mario maker, maker gonna make mario levels and then try to share them with friends and stuff and you think that people aren't going to share them with other people or post them on social media and stuff the only thing that was annoying about that game is you had to you had to put in a code that was like 20 digits long to place one of your friend's levels which i hated like that's annoying it was so annoying like my friend one of my good buddies pete like he's actually really good at like level design or whatever i don't even think he makes games but his mario levels were insane like he was making like kaizo mario style levels if you for those who aren't familiar with kaizo mario it was essentially back in the super nintendo days it was a prank that a dude emulated a copy of super mario world took it apart and rebuilt the game to make it literally impossible oh i've seen those. yeah like it's literally it's called kaizo mario and at the beginning it was originally just a prank for a friend's buddy and it was like haha try and beat this and now, like, there's a whole community of, like, streamers and Let's Players and YouTubers that mm-hmm. try and beat it. And so a lot of guys were making Kaizo-style levels on Mario Maker. And one of my buddies, Pete, as I say, he was doing that. And then he'd send me this code, like, here's this 20-digit code, play my level. And you have to type it in, and it's just like, ugh. And I hope, that's the one thing I really hope Nintendo gets right this time with online, is on the Wii, you used to have to put in a friend code every time you wanted to game with someone. On the Wii U, I always had trouble connecting with my friends to play online. You could add their me or whatever, and you could have them. But, like, I remember my buddy Matt and I, who I was talking about before with Smash Brothers. Like, we'd try and play online, and it would take forever for it to connect for us. I could play with people from Japan. I could play with people from Europe. No problem. 
but my buddy who lives 15 minutes down the road, I can't fucking connect to him to play online. Like, yeah, that doesn't make And we both sense. have good internet. Like, it's uh-huh. not like we're, we have third world quality internet. Like, we're both paying for fast speeds and we, whatever, and either we, way. We it's love Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, we're getting way out of topic here because I don't even remember what we were talking We were talking about the controller. But, um, price tag, shitty. Gotta lower that price. Because people are going to start buying shitty third-party controllers. And, I mean, you're trying to do this whole couch co-op promotion thing. But who's going to want to spend that much money on four controllers? It's true. I mean, the controllers I, I should be cheap. So, that's that's the thing. Um, I think there's, that's pretty much it. The only other thing I'd touch on that, I mean, this is more for, like, importers or, like, gamers that, you know, are a little bit more, I guess you could say, with air quotes, advanced, is that... The big news about this Switch console is that it is region-free. It is not a region-locked console, so I can buy a game in Japan, send it over here, pop it in, it will work. It nice. Will, it'll it's like be, their Amiibos. You it'll get, be... I can buy a Japanese Amiibo and, hey, it'll work on my Wii U. Well, I mean, so for years, like, especially Nintendo, have been, like, criminally known for region-locking the shit out of everything. So if you buy a Super Nintendo... You want to play a Japanese f- Super Famicom game, you either have to, like, buy this weird adapter called a Honeybee, you have to go inside the system in the tray and, like, cut these two bolts out of it. Um, there's, or even with the N64, the same deal. The cartridges have different bottoms so that you can't physically put a Japanese N64 game into American N64 and vice versa. So you'd always have to do all these stupid adjustments to your systems. And, I mean... I mean, for older importers, for older importers, it's it makes sense because back in those days, Japanese games were coming out first. So, like, say, you know, you wanted whatever, this game that came out in Japan a year before it comes out here. They didn't want that because they wanted the Nintendo, Nintendo, they wanted the Nintendo of America sales, right? So, mm. it's a big deal here because this is, like, the first real like, mainstream console that's purely being, like, there's no region locking, we fully support importing, hey, if you can read Japanese and you want to play through an actual Japanese RPG that's not ever going to come to America, by all means, go for it. Right on, which I'm sure a lot of fans and a lot of gamers out there will be happy about. That's what I'm saying, yeah, like, a lot of hardcore games, and I mean, there's so many good like exclusive titles in oh, Japan so that will never get here that will never get translated will never get, I mean mother 3 like either I, way I don't know about you I don't know how many times you look through like an old gaming magazine or something like that like or a wizard or something but like oh what the fuck's this or like what the fuck game it is never that came over here. like yeah we like never hear so many good games here. so many that's awesome well I mean even look at I mean I'm going way out of here yeah. but final fantasy the first like six games are only like Japanese, and then we have like Final Fantasy one and two, and then three here, which is like actually Final Fantasy four, yeah. which is like I, I'm getting the numbers wrong, but it's basically like well, that. No, I know, I know what you're. Or then we yeah, yeah, fun stuff. The, the last thing I'm gonna say about Yay, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, Switch. The last thing I'm gonna say about Nintendo Switch, Reggie feels me. If you can hear me, <laughs> I love you. You're the greatest man ever. But and thank you for listening to the podcast. Localize, localize Mother Three already, you ass. Do it. If you don't localize Mother Three on the Switch, I swear to God, you've heard it here first. I will never buy another Nintendo system. Hashtag localize Mother Three. Seriously, and two E3s ago, you guys made a joke about it, and I literally got so upset 
because it's already been translated by fans. It's already done for you. You just have to put it on a damn console and then take my money. I already have the emulator. Do I it. already have the ROM. Do it. I already have the translation. Alright, well... Either way, that's the last thing I have to say about Nintendo, but either way, Switch, looking looking forward to it, I got it, and maybe when I pick it up and play through some Zelda and whatnot, I'll come back and kind of report my findings. So. Fucking right, bud. There we go. You hear that noise? I think it's our next segment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What you doing? What you did? What you got? The segment of the show where we reflect on us and all the nerdy shit that we've been up to. So, I recently watched a movie that came out in 2015, and I finally watched it yesterday. What was that? Ex Machina. That sounds horrible. No, it was actually pretty good. (laughs) Directed by Alex Garland, who also wrote 28 Days Later and Sunshine, which are both really good movies. And this is his debut film as a director. Uh, It's about a young programmer who is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a breathtaking humanoid AI. Spearmint. I prefer wintergreen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, I really enjoyed it. It was really, the visual effects were really, bleh, were really good. Who's in it? No big actors. Oh, okay. Um, and if there is a big actor in it and I didn't recognize them, <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, there's only like four, maybe four five actors in it because it's the programmer and he goes to the like the scientist creator of the AI's place this Nathan guy Mm -hmm. who's like over the film he's like this really creepy drunk like mad scientist and you really don't know where he's coming from or what he's doing behind the curtain but it's basically just them two and the AI and it's the programmer just talking to the AI like a normal person and shit and Nathan like observing it and shit starts going weird and like there's lockdowns in the place and um the AI starts like telling him like you can't trust him and all this shit it's really like suspenseful and shit and shit and shit but not really like shit it's actually really good alright maybe maybe but um I almost wish there was actually like an expanded like shared movie universe because of the way that it ends. I'm not going to give it away because I know you guys haven't seen it. I have probably not. won't, but I might. It's I quite enjoyed it. You may have sold it. It was quite good. Is that something that you as did? soon as you see the cover, you'd probably recognize it. I think I, I already recognize the name. Because it's like it. it's like this robot looking thing with a human face that's cut off mm-hmm. like at the temple. Yeah, I think and I, I can like, picture. Yeah. Really cool looking. And I'd cool. probably give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. AI that's a robot. That's a good little grade. Yeah. Did you guys, have you seen any movies or? I mean, would you like to go first or? Well, I was going to say, my, I was just really busy this weekend with like kid and family stuff, so no. <laughs> Oh, well. Same shit, short and, same short shit and different podcast episode. Okay, well, I, I guess I <laughs> you can... You're a daddy. Kinda, it's hard. He's a, he's a daddy. It's hard, man. He's living that dream. He has watched the recent episode of, I don't know, whatever, whatever. kids show that you watch upstairs right to now. To be and be new. Well, no, I will say... It's not I will Teen say Titans my anymore. wife did finish watching Luke Cage, so... That oh, she's all caught up on, on that? Her. Yeah. There you go. Good uh, on her for that. What have you been watching or well, playing? Or you, doing or buying okay well i guess i can try and do one for each so what did i what is it what did i do what you do what you did what you got all right well 
what did I do? I did some women over the weekend. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been really into uh, Stardew Valley for the last couple of weeks, so that's kind of my indie game. It's a it's an indie game that was originally on Steam. It's uh, it just recently got onto PS4 and I think Xbox as well. I got it on PS4. It's kind of like an old like it's kind of like Harvest Moon meets like Earthbound meets kind of like a Zelda game. So it's got like it has farming and it has all this kind of shit and like oh fun it's actually awesome it's like done in like old 16-bit style so it looks like a, oh, like a super nintendo game cool. I like and the, shit like the music's that. amazing and it has like so you have a farm like harvest moon style very much like you have crops and harvest and like you meet people and you can establish relationships with them and relate to that with them and uh but then it has like cave exploration and like mining and it's a really, like, just a nice kind of relaxing feel-good game where you just kind of, like, put it on after work and, like, you don't have to care and you're just kind of like, ah. Um, I'm a, I was a... It's on PS4 right now, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Stardew Valley. Um, lots of indie people were, like, really into it. Um, other than that, uh, what did I get? Uh, I just bought a, another Raspberry Pi a couple days ago. Oh, I gotta get one of those. Um, so this will be my fourth Raspberry Pi, and I'm... Turning this one into a retro pie, which is essentially um, an old front, or it's a front end system that can emulate every console up to like basically like N sixty four PS one era games, and it's it's, it's fantastic. It's really I'm, good. I really so, want one. I mean, I You're collect. You have to help me put it together. Oh yeah, it's it's one. pretty easy. It's just there's some little like there's been a lot of swearing coming out of my basement. Um, Whenever I have to do stupid, like, Linux commands or programming or whatever. But it's really cool. It's lots of fun. I'm going to have a ton of games. You can just relive your childhood. And sure, it's emulation, and people are always like, emulation, just buying the real thing. But it's like, you know what? Sometimes I just want to play a game that I don't want to have to spend 200 bucks for the cartridge on. I have a huge collection of video games. These guys, I'm sure, at least Brandon has seen oh, it. Like, yeah. I, have, I have a massive, like, I own every N64 game except for seven currently. And they're all ones that I'm never going to find. but And they're like sports titles, too, so they're not even worth it. But either way. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky's. Some, yeah. yeah. Brett Holes. Well, you got one Whatever. sports title. You got them all, right? Exactly. Especially in that era where they're not that great. Um, so, yeah, I, I did that. Um, so, I've been working on that. I'll probably have that up and running soon. And then uh, the only other thing was I started playing uh, Sunset Overdrive for Xbox One, which came out a while ago, but it's like... Kind of, a lot of people say it's like the best game for Xbox One currently, and it's kind of a, a zombie apocalypse style game, but it's like a shooter if a shooter was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So it's like open world, but you have to like, like you can like grind on rails and do all this crazy shit, and you can like link combos together while you're killing, and it's very cartoony. And like the gun I have currently is a record player that shoots records at zombies, or like that's sick. The game is fucking awesome, and I've checked that out. Um, it's very like if you have an Xbox One and you don't have that game, pick it up if you see it because they are no longer printing copies of it. Uh, my buddy Randy or our buddy Randy actually just got a copy of it too, so him and I have been uh, nice. playing online. It's mint. fucking great. That's it's, mint. That's hemp with an M. There's one thing that we did all see. We actually saw we actually saw you yeah coming out of the theater because you saw the show right before I us. did uh, it was funny I literally ran into you guys on my way out so finally after a few weeks we're gonna review a little Rogue One a little one 
it's a Star Wars story. Wow. And see what I did there? <laughs> All right. You should call it Hope One. Oh, or fuck. we should just call the movie Hope. At Not even Star the, Wars. Just at least, Hope. At least the fucking second half of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it for Hope. For Hope. I I, a lot of people, I are getting it. me wrong. I loved the movie. I it was a good movie. It just wasn't as good in my mind as everyone is making it out to be. One, it might be because I'm not a big war movie fan, and that's pretty much the template of this Star Wars movie, is it? it's a war movie. Everything yeah. builds up through the whole thing to this one massive battle at the end. Yeah. Um, what did you think overall? You said you liked it. I liked it. I thought it was, you know, if... I didn't grow up in the 70s, but I watched it with my dad, who did grow up in the 70s, and I think a lot of that movie, they were trying to really tickle those fans' peepees. Like, That's one thing I liked. It, the parts with the X-Wings and they were, like, they the were, Rogue Squadron they were or the very much, Red Squadron and shit. They were very, I think that movie was very much for the old fans of the franchise that are still interested in what's going on with it. Because as I say, my dad loved it. My dad raved about it. He literally is still talking about it. We saw that well, like the, on New Year's weekend or whatever. It's the perfect excuse too because it leads up right into Star Wars: A New Hope. So it they, does. They kind of have to make it look that way in a sense as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I think they threw in a lot of unnecessary cameos and throwbacks, and as we were just saying, like hope. Like they talk about hope so much, and it's like we get it. I almost feel like the Disney reshoots. Someone at Disney was like, you know the. It's a new hope after this. We should put a bunch of lines in where they mutter where they the word hope. hope. And they just overdid the crap out of it to the point where the last fucking line in the movie is, good, this will bring hope to... Or whatever Leia says, like, oh, yay, hope, thank you for hope, or yeah. whatever. What did you think, Kyle? Overall. Overall, I liked it. Outside of the other Star Wars story, the... Skywalker storyline, yeah. but I mean, obviously, because it's before that, it was just normal, everyday people trying to get a job done or a mission done. I thought the concept of the story was cool, because that was always one thing, like, one of the big questions that you always wonder watching A New Hope is, like, where the hell did they get these plans? Yeah. Oh, these people died for them is pretty much all they kind of hint at. Yeah, they and they say it right in the opening crawl. Like, yeah, it's it's very just like this is what happened. Here's how why there's a huge gigantic hole in the Death Star that is easily like is gonna detonate the entire thing and blow it up. Well, that is very Star Wars. It just kind of yeah. starts in a yeah different time exactly just out of the blue exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the story was really good. A lot of people thought the first and second act were a little slow. I actually thought the first act was good. I thought it was a good introduction. I thought so, too. I thought the second act was slow because I was dozing off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I felt like there was too much hand-holding throughout the movie. That was probably my biggest problem with it is just the whole time I'm... Like, there were so many times where in my head I was like, I get it. Yeah. I understand what is happening. You don't need to, like, take me and walk me through this. Like... Maybe, sure, maybe for someone that's never seen a Star Wars movie, but it's just like what we were talking about before, I think it was with, like, Chucky, like, I don't think many people, unless you're really young and you're not old enough to have seen any of the Star Wars, I don't think a lot of people were lining up to go see that movie that have never seen any of the Star Wars Yeah, exactly. I'd say the majority of, like... like I would would hope uh, that you've, I would hope that they would have at least seen 
one of the trilogies, if not both of the trilogies, yeah. if not the newest one as well. So, I mean, in that respect, I kind of, there was a lot of moments where I was kind of sitting there being like, okay, like, I'm re- like, as I say, I really liked the movie. I thought it was great. I would definitely, I mean, I'm, I always try and see Star Wars on the big screen rather than yeah. at home, but I mean, I'd watch it again. I'm de- I'll definitely have to watch it again. Just I'll definitely to have to watch it again. Opinion. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's there was a lot of hand holding and just a lot of like, hey guys, like just just so you know, like this is happening right now. Yeah, this is what planet they're on. We're gonna put the text right here. Well, I was gonna say that next, the opening crawl and then the the planet names at the beginning. I didn't mind the planet names except that there's like thirteen of them in the first like two. Right. Movies. But but Star Wars never does that. Yeah. Like I, you just kind of no, learn it. Like. We all know what Tatooine is, and we all know, you know, we all know what Endor is. Which is but, funny, because they didn't put the name of Darth Vader's planet right? when it got there, because they wanted it to be, like, more of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, as soon as you see it, you're like, I know on, where who, we are. who the hell else is, yeah. like, who else, else is going to be here? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that kind of was a little off-putting for me. It didn't bother me, but I was just kind of like, here's first planet. Next scene, here's another planet name. Next scene, like, especially in the beginning. I'm like, is there going to be a test at the end of this? Especially like, in the beginning of uh, a few Star Wars movies, they go pretty quickly in the first few minutes because like they, they kinda, have like multiple plots going yeah. on. But we always know what's happening. So when you have the text up like that, it's just, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. getting a seizure because the text is just flashing on the screen. Exactly. There was too um, much of that. What about the opening crawl? The, or lack of opening crawl. Uh, I mean, I really don't care personally. At first, uh, I thought there should be one, but it doesn't really make sense to have it because one, the story comes right out of an opening crawl. Fair. So it would have kind of been out of place. And two, if we had an opening crawl, I think the whole opening of the movie would have been the opening crawl. Like I think fair. the opening crawl would have been them explaining her as a child her dad getting taken away and it would have the movie probably would have started when it goes to her as an adult yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i guess i don't know I, th- I think it's just like that star wars fan in me always kind of expects that opening crawl and like it's so because they even do it in the comics yeah it's so classic and so nostalgic and like you expect that out of a star wars movie i get what they were trying to do with it that it's not a star wars movie it's a star wars story i get that shut up playstation yeah playstation blah, blah. Um, I get, like, it's a Star Wars story, it's not a Star Wars movie, it's but also, supposed to be its own thing. Yeah, when but... you say, like, because it's not connected to the Skywalker thing, in my mind, the opening crawl was always just kind of like an introduction to the story. Sure, anyway. sure, but I mean... But either way, yeah. Did... For me, for me, it's just, as I say, it's not the end of the world, I liked the movie regardless, I'm not gonna take a grade away from the movie for not having it, I just think that Star damn Wars... Damn you! Yeah, damn you's! I just think that Star Wars fan in me was kind of like, oh, I wanted something to read. I wanted to see it, but whatever. Like right away, once the movie went in, then there's like thirty planets and like whatever. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't even remember what it would have been had I seen it. But the visuals were fucking fantastic on all yeah, the they planets. Good. They did a really good job at making them look like the original planets. From yes, they the did. New Hope. Yes, they did. And I also enjoyed in the first scene when it's showing. Uh, is it Jin? Jin or whatever her name? Jin? 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 I Jin? think it's Jin, yeah. Um, her parents, it shows the little mug, or not mug, the... Jug? The, the, yeah, the, the jug of blue milk. Yeah. Sorry, it's getting late, so the coffee's wearing off and I'm tripping over my words. But yeah, the blue milk, like from A New Hope. Yeah. yeah. 
See, I like little stuff like that. I like little stuff like that, too. But then when they have fucking R2 and 3PO right in your screen, just like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, especially when that was kind of like a panning shot, too, where it was, like, looking around, and then just all of a sudden they're, like, looking into the yeah. camera, like, yeah. hello. Like, like... Remember us? If they were, like, I get back they were with trying, everyone else... They are trying to jerk off the old fans, and once again, my dad stoked as fuck about that. Right away, he's like, oh, my God! Uh. I'm like, cool, man. Like, and yeah, we know that they were there, like, in the old movies. We know but that they, they were there in, the in that setting. they were in the background, like, well, we were talking someone where you could just see, like, the top half of 3PO and then R2, like, we were going talking, away. We were talking about this the other weekend, where even if they just walked across the room or something in the background, like, not yeah. even, like, not even in focus, not yeah. even, like, like whatever. Door opens up, they walk across the hall into another room, and yeah. that's it. It's like... That eh, for me whatever. would have that cool. for me would have busted my load. Like I would have been way more excited to just have like a little like oh shit like they're actually acknowledging that this is taking place at the exact same time as all that other shit. But then having oh no I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> and it's like what like really no, come on guys. Well there were a lot of uh, Easter eggs too. From, there were uh, there were droids and vehicles from like Clone Wars and mm-hmm. shit. Uh, the black saber. Uh, is shown, created by the Jedi Order. We see a file with Black Saber. I like when they actually mentioned the Clone Wars by name. I kind of did, but there's one scene where Leia's adoptive father is walking with, uh... That part Hasn't aged. Yeah, of course. Hasn't aged. Yeah, he's very good at that. That's one thing that bugged me. But it's as though they wanted to... They were like, some people might not recognize this guy. So he goes up to... I forget her name, it's brain farting, but she's like, oh, maybe you should call on your Jedi friend. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's in hiding. I haven't seen him since the Clone Wars. And she's like, well, we're we're in deep doo-doo. And he's like, well, I'll try my best. It's like, you just said he's in hiding. How are you going to go find him? Like, I liked that they mentioned the Clone Wars, but the way that they, like, them actually just calling it by name the Clone Wars was yeah. cool for me. But yeah, that whole, like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just like give him a call. Maybe I'll just Facebook him real quick and see, Unless like... his race, whatever, from Alderaan, doesn't age, like, for whatever reason, like, Obi-Wan. But he should be the same age as Obi-Wan in A New Hope, no? Like... That's true. Yeah, he should be an old man. But either way, like, that... Just that they acknowledged it was cool, but it was very just like, yeah, like, yo, let me give my boy a shout, man. My boy, Obi. So... He'll won. <laughs> yo... Juan. We need you to come out of hiding. We need you to train this boy. What did yeah. you think of the android? Cool. I thought he was funny. funny. Useful. I thought he was good. I think he could have been in it a little less. Yeah. But I thought he was really well done. I liked mm. him. I liked his sarcasm. I liked his sarcasm. I liked that they stuck with that. And they didn't make it... like It wasn't just like some shitty Jar Jar Binks, like whatever. It was... Like, enjoyable, not just for children. Like, it was... Like, I know he was kind of created for the purpose of, like, for, like, that comedic relief for kind of the kids or whatever. And he was always kind of that goofy character in any of the Star Wars movies. Oh, for sure. He... I thought he was good, but they actually still kind of made him badass. Like... Well, luckily, he was no Jar Jar Binks, thankfully. When when he was, like, hacking through and, like, killing all these people and stuff, I was like, whoa, like, this guy... K2SO. Yeah, Yeah, K2SO. Well, even when he goes down at the end, he's, like, (laughs) continuously getting shot. That's what I mean. He is, like, the most badass, like, ending. That's what I mean, though. Like, they made... He was 
goofy, but they still made him, like, a badass. Like, when he's fending off against all the stormtroopers and just, like, whatever, like, he was cool. And, like, it's a shame that he's a one-off character for one movie, but... Yeah. I enjoyed him either way. Like, it was, he was a good character. I think my favorite was, I can't remember his name, but the blind ninja... Donnie Yen, I was just gonna say, yeah. he was one of my favorites, too. Because I like how they bring up, um... Uh... The order that he's mm-hmm. part of, like, the Jedi Order. Yeah. Because they... When, Protect the crystals. Yeah, when when Star Wars was first perceived by George Lucas, it was actually supposed to be these Jedi monks, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, I think they're called the Wills or something. I something can't remember. Like that, yeah. But it was supposed to be them telling the story, and that's why at the beginning it says, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Or a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how they started the story the story Mm -hmm. but then it got changed around into what it was so this is the first time that they actually kind of mentioned that Mm -hmm. i want a movie on that shit well yeah because he's doesn't use the force like a jedi but he knows of it yeah he knows it exists well like yeah knowledgeable he doesn't have midichlorians in his blood or whatever like midichlorians but he yeah he was cool and i'm also just drawing blanks on names right now but then his buddy with the big bazooka gun and shit like he was cool he was awesome and like when he just went out ba- and started Baze or something something like that yeah I I'm, I do Basil? apologize if I don't remember it no I think it's Baze he uh when, that one scene when he went out and just started blowing up shit I was like this guy's awesome and like, I just love how the blind guy takes everyone down except for like two guys who are about to kill him and then yeah. he comes out and shoots them and he's like you were gonna die and he's like oh it's, it's all the force like you were meant to do that like, yeah I liked their on-screen kind of partnership. Like, they were very, like... I loved them more than Jin I, and I loved them. Cassie. They were my favorite characters in the movie. And, like, like the ninja dude, as I say, he was great. And, like, he was badass, too. Like, his combat style was The first awesome. scene when he takes down the stormtroopers, yeah. that was, like, my favorite part. Yeah. So good. It was very cool. Um, yeah, I didn't like Cassian, the pilot or whatever. No. And I didn't it's like Beard's how... Beard's favorite no, character. Babe. Back... No, No. No. <laughs> he's a backstabber and... And Jin, like... it seems like they're kind of falling for each other near the end when he was mm-hmm. gonna kill your daddy. Yeah. Yeah. He was gonna snipe your dad. He may have dad. changed his name, or which, his name, mind. his mind, but I mean, he was still gonna do it. Until her father died, she couldn't give a shit about Hope or the rebellion. She didn't give a shit about anything, and then, oh, Hope, I need it now, Hope, oh, Yeah, dad. a lot of people were complaining that a lot of the character development wasn't there, but that didn't bother me. What bothered me was how Jin's character changed yeah. so quickly. It was just but like, for no reason. I hated how, what's his name, didn't. He was just like, I'm the captain. You what I say? <laughs> and and I don't care. The, I've been in this since I was six years old, and you do what you do to get the job done, even if it means killing your friends and shooting them in the back. It's just the once again, we actually sense. really did like this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we, we once yeah, it's that whole thing, though, right? <laughs> we care so much that we have to just talk about it. But no, I I didn't like him either. He didn't uh, he didn't do a lot for me, and I was kind of like, dude, you're supposed to be like a hero, and like you're kind of not like. The big nene of the movie, the CGI characters. So See, Grandma Toffin. <laughs> so I'm kidding. It's before, Grand Moff Tarkin. Before you get into that, I'll just say this is more kind of something. This is more kind of up your alley because you pointed it out. But I mean, I went into the movie. I didn't even realize he was CGI at first. That's how. At first, I thought it was good, but then once you were like, "Did you watch his mouth and stuff?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> Leia looked weird though." But yeah, you can she, you can kind of you can kind of like take a this, but pencil crown like shading. She looked like some like 
like something out of like an anime or something. Like she was like perfect in every way, and like she just like she looked so perfect that too she wasn't ru- real. Too much rouge. Yeah, on her, her skin looked like rubber. But yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin looked good until he started talking, talking. and it, it just looked like there were muscles moving that mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be moving. It was moving. just yeah, there was. It was an awkward face, whatever. I don't even know what yeah, I'm like talking about. Yeah, like when he about, talks in A New Hope, nothing moves but his mouth. He's yeah. very just stiff and stern. Yeah, and just and dark and. Well, yeah, and then obviously the actor had so was many trying lines. to, like. Mimic he was trying to mimic that, and then they have the but, motion capture. And, and they all gave that. they gave so him many too much lines. dialogue, yeah. So mm-hmm. but, him, I mean, number one, you could have given him one or two speaking, lines. You look at that; that's fucking amazing CGI. Yeah, when so it first I'd showed him that, then recasting it. When that it was first, a re- if they when it first showed that, him, he was then great. I probably would have been like, no. Yeah, they should have shown him looking out the window, and you could see his reflection or something. And then he was talking, and you could see the reflection moving, maybe, or. He had less dialogue, and then the rest of the times, he was a hologram. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he have to keep going and visiting him? That doesn't... Yeah. That very rarely happens in Star Wars. Right. Usually there is... There are holograms. Yeah. And I think we were talking about that before the show again. It's like, they could have saved that from looking so fake had they made him a hologram more. Yeah. Because we would have expected it to look kind of CGI-ish anyway, right? Like... They could have, if they would have made him a hologram more, they could have kept all that dialogue and they could have made it look a little bit more realistic. Like for me, as I say, I didn't even really notice in the theater until you mentioned it to me. And then I was like, oh, that's what was off about him. Like, and Leia, they almost had the perfect ending when they cut to the screen and she's just standing there with her back towards you that it it should have knew it was her. It should have just ended because right then you're just like. They're going to give it to her, and there she's going to go, and you know what's going to happen. But, of course, you wouldn't have gotten that. I think the Darth Vader thing came after, didn't it? Yeah. So we, or, no, no, it came no. before. The movie oh, ended so on Leia. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Because his ship came, and then there was that They just went too far with making her say something. Escape, yeah. She didn't have to say anything, but it's it's for all these kids that have probably never seen A New Hope, yeah. right? It's probably for all these young ones well, that it's just like, have oh, never let's seen let's make her into a Disney princess, you know? Oh, it's God. like... Well, I always kind of saw her as a Disney princess, just more badass. Yeah, but I think now it's like, I don't know, they didn't need to do that. They didn't, I mean, right away, the second the door opened, I knew it was her. Well, like, that's what I, I mean. didn't even need to see the hair. Like, that's I knew what I it was mean. her. She, she shouldn't have said anything. It should have just been her facing that way. And maybe, like, the silhouette of whoever's carrying the, the plans or whatever. Yeah. Just the silhouette up close of his hand holding the plans. And yeah. then her... Like, you know what I mean? Him like out of focus. Like not even passing transition. it off. Him out of focus, and then her standing there, and then the doors close. Yeah. So that means he's walking up to her. Mm-hmm. You don't, have to, show simple, you don't have to show them. They, because as soon as you show Leia, everyone's gonna, everyone did go crazy. Before yeah. she said Before anything. Before she said anything. As soon did. as you saw her. That's all you boom. needed. Because See, you, I, I'm but, speechless but once now again, because But once so again, good. that's for people that have seen all the Star Wars movies, yeah. that are fans of the Star Wars movies. We all know what's going on. We all know this is the segue into the into A New Hope. That's great. But as I say, it's Disney, it's whatever. They have to inc- they have to encounter they have to, you know, incorporate the the fact that there are probably people that have never seen A New Hope. Yeah, there's different generations you know what I watching mean? it. And it sucks because for fans like us, like I could I literally just needed that Leia door it. closed, yeah. boom. And I would have been like that was the best well, ending plus, ever. Yeah, I agree with that cuz them showing the face 
new fans will go and be like, oh, I want to watch A New Hope. And then they see her face and it's like, oh, that's her. Exactly. So, because yeah, I get that. I'm sure people that have never seen A New Hope, they obviously know who Princess Leia is. Like, I'm sure people that have never ever seen a Star Wars movie know who Princess yeah. Leia is. But, so, yes, I get it. You had to see her. You had to see the hair, whatever. But it wasn't, for, I mean, for people like us, it wasn't necessary because we all knew what was going to happen. Like Now for the big yay-yay. Okay. Lay it on. We did the big nay-nay. Yeah. Darth Vader scenes. Yes. Those were kick-ass. Yes. Especially the first one when you see him in the back of the tank. tank. Yeah. But they don't show a lot. They just, just kind of the top of his head. So cool. Because apparently they've been wanting to do that since the original trilogy. They just mm-hmm. didn't have the money and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the planet like he gets chopped up on and shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's apparently in Star Wars lore, that's like the planet Jedi's go to die. Because he's apparently taken Jedi there and, like, tortured them for information and shit. And that's where he goes to, like, meditate while he looks over, like, the fields of lava and shit. Oh, it's so cool. Sorry, I want a Darth Vader movie more than anything. He was badass as fuck. And, like, just even, like, the very little amount of shit we got out of him was great. And, like... What did you think of his one-liner? What did he... I don't even remember it. Um, be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It didn't phase me, because at that point, to me, Vader at that point is high and mighty. He's full of himself. They haven't destroyed the Death Star, which has put him in a shitty... He's he's still in that whole, like, I hate them, kind of... Yeah, he's the big boss in the galaxy. He's the shit. Oh, he's a ruthless... And he says lines in the original trilogy. They're just not sarcastic and Mm one-liner like that. He's Uh still... But yeah, he's still always very, like, I'm the shit kind of thing, even then, yeah. And I loved the last scene with him when he's throwing people and mm-hmm. doing his he's lightsaber. Butchering them. But I don't like the fact that when you watch A New Hope, he's an old man all of a sudden and doing the robot and striking down Obi-Wan slower than cutting cheese. See, that's that's the thing, though, right? It's a sacrifice that we're going to have to take, is back then, they didn't, they didn't really know what they were doing with that shit yet. Yeah, right? they like, didn't have the... Not acrobatics, but, well, like, the, the, like, they had, you know, you could have trained sword fighting and learn lightsaber fighting from that. I just think they they didn't really have orchestrated crazy lightsaber battles to compare it to yet, you know? Now, yeah. Well, we, plus, it was probably harder to make the lightsaber glow right. going well, sorry, fast. But episode three set the bar pretty fucking high. <laughs> well, even yeah, episode, even battles. Phantom Menace, just the, yeah. when, when Obi-Wan goes against Darth Maul... Yeah. And he's, like, raging. Cause, yeah, because Qui-Gon's dead. Yeah. Fantastic. That's yeah. still one of my favorite Well, even ones. for me, just watching Yoda use a lightsaber. and Is it the second or the third that's one? That's the second like the one. That one. Or it's the third one? I yeah. just laugh at that. When, he's yeah, doing but he's doing crazy front shit. flips and shit. But it's cool. And, like, I mean, but apparently you, you like, know that it, that shit's only going to get better because they have more shit to compare it to in the past. So, I mean, it's hard well, to... Well, that's why I think a Yoda... A Yoda movie would Yoda. be cool because Yoda. in his youth, apparently, like when he first became a Jedi, he could like teleport. Well, yeah. Well, he's badass as fuck too. I still want to see a Darth Vader movie also because we've seen him as a child, as an emo teenager, <laughs> and then we've seen him right before like his end. Yeah. But we don't we've see never that seen in that between takeover. where he's. Yeah. Where he is Darth Vader. Well, where they're basically gearing him up to be yeah. the Emperor eventually, or to be yeah. that big, right? Like, they're, they're yeah, we've, ne- we've never gotten to see that pure, like, here is the most badass motherfucker in the galaxy. We've Everyone only, dies. We've only ever seen him 
like as you said, child and like little Annie. Sure, cool. Emo kid. Emo kid. Eh. And I, I'm not a huge. I hate them. I hate you. them. I'm not a huge. I'm not you. a huge Hayden Christensen fan either. No. So I mean, uh, whatever. I'm sorry, but any any those two actors betraying young Anakin. Yeah. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, but Star Wars is just criminally bad for a lot of their casting. They've always been since day one. I mean, even fucking Mark Hamill. I'm sorry, and every Star Wars fan can hate me. Mark Hamill is a fucking terrible actor. He's a great voice actor. He is fucking horrible. If you go back and actually watch the trilogy and watch Mark Hamill and just just watch Mark Hamill. We're not watching Luke Skywalker. We're not watching Star Wars. We're just watching Mark Hamill's actual acting ability. And I'm not a, I'm not an expert. He's fucking horrible. <laughs> He's a terrible actor. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Right? I, once again, one of the best voice actors, his Joker, phenomenal. Now, even in the last Star Wars movie, with the beard and all and the fucking weird looking eye and shit, he didn't need to say a word and I was stoked as shit. And maybe he's learned how to act in the last 40 years. I don't know. I mean, he's great in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, he's fantastic in that. But he's a fucking terrible actor. But he Rogue is. One, he is not in. No. No, he's not. I'm, I'm more just, yeah, we've, we've segued <laughs> way, too, way too out of there. Everyone dies in Rogue One. They do. And yeah. I guess surprise me, it didn't really. surprise me, but it kind of sucked because I was like, oh, I kind of started to like these guys. You yeah, know? I, they could have left like one person. Like they don't have to show up later on in those movies. Yeah, canonically they could just be alive somewhere out there. But like when the blind guy dies, mm-hmm. his sidekick could have fucked off. And yeah, then... but I mean, then again, the whole fucking planet basically got destroyed. Yeah, so how is it? Wouldn't Touché. That's, anyone, that's anyone, on, anyone on foot on that planet was done. Sorry, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie was when you saw the fucking Death Star over the horizon. Yeah, that was fucking phenomenal on cool. the IMAX screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a side note. We all, all three of us saw it in IMAX, so I guess we got a bit of a a visual treat. That it not was everyone got. those beach that's scenes, true, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, overall, it was a great movie. Yeah. It just overrated. <laughs> if you had to give it a, a grade, what would you give it? Uh, 6.5 out of 10. Alright. I'll be a little Maybe more generous. Seven. I, I'll, I'll give it, it a 7. I'd give it a 7 or a 7.5. I mean, it was a good movie. End of the day. It just... It could have been another movie. Yeah. It, like, it could have been called, like space fight and it would have been just as good well that's why it's a star wars story, story. yes yeah, but again, I'm, I'm more looking forward star to wars, wars the whole thing too is that it's wars the whole yeah. thing is a fucking giant war yeah i just wanted more battles and more fighting more beach scene more spaceships and you I know think, yeah, when wanted... vader showed up at the end when they're like all right we got it retreat and he's just like boom where, where are you going where are you going where are you going? Where do you think you were treating to? Like, oh, it's just getting good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to see it again. More, more good stuff, less trying to throw nostalgia at us. Yeah. But yeah, good but movie. Good movie. Also, um, Lucasfilm yeah. released a statement recently um, claiming they don't plan on doing a CGI Leia in future Star Wars films. Good. So I'm it's probably because the outcry from the fans wasn't what they were expecting. Damn right. Well, after her passing, everyone, yeah, well, no one knew what they were going to do, right? Right. Well, uh, am I cor- you might correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys probably are a bit more informed than I am, but 
had they already they've already shot a lot of Carrie Fisher scenes and oh, in the next Fox film it's Karen. already done. Yeah. The next film's already done. So. Episode eight, yeah, hers she has a bigger role. Well, I was gonna say, her, like they, they kinda yeah. left it off that she should be pretty important in the next movie, so yeah. which is cool. And I'm looking forward to that movie. Shall we move on to one last segment before yep. we are finished? Sure. This is actually a new segment. Ooh. And right now I'm just we are just going to call it questions and answers and answers and questions. That's confusing. It is, but it, it works well because basically when we do topics and stuff, I ask people on Twitter and Facebook what they think. And okay. then I also ask people if there's any questions they have for us. Sure. So that's why it's the questions and answers gotcha. and answers and questions. It's hard to think of these seg- segment know. names, man. Sorry, you got me now. So uh, I asked people what what Star Wars story films they would like to see in the okay. future. Right. Uh, Sudden Double Deep podcast said, I'd love to see what a competent filmmaker could do with a prequel era story. story. Star. <laughs> or perhaps one set between episodes five and six. That'd be interesting. That would be quite interesting. <clears throat> G-Man at Jerry K underscore 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 Canada G, G, says, I gotta tell you, G. now that I have a fever and to cure that fever, I need more Vader. I think we all just kind of gushed on that a little bit. So a little we're bit. All, we're all on the same. I love me boat. some more Vader. Yeah, me too. Um, Popcast says Shadows of the Empire or a Netflix miniseries set during the Old Republic. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be. Right? But a lot of poli- political stuff in that, too, I think, so yeah. Did anyone talk about how they should just put out a damn movie that proves finally the fan theory that Jar Jar Binks is actually just running the whole show? I've seen that theory. That'd be it's fucking It's actually hilarious. pretty convincing, It too. is. If you read through it, it's like, it actually makes sense that he's like, just pretending to be this goofy, stupid idiot, and he's actually, like, behind the scenes running the whole show, so. I think that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be well, some Some sort of twist like that. Yeah. Epic Film Guys says, I want films set during the Old Republic days, like Knights of the Old Republic. That would be fun. And that would be cool to see, use that as a way to see Yoda back then. Yeah. Because he's that, like, insanely old, mm-hmm. so he would still be fucking around back I then. I just want more Jedi shit, man, like... I need, I need my fill of like some more like lightsaber battles. I need some Jedi shit. I know that a lot of people were like, "Oh, I'm, I was happy with Rogue One because there weren't any lightsabers and all that." It's like it's a Star Wars film. What yeah. the fuck do you watch a Star Wars film for if not for the lightsaber battles? Well, there's yeah, I guess there's a lot to offer, right? And it made sense that it didn't. I'm sorry, but, but yeah, Force Awakens did not even have enough lightsaber battle on it no but i think it made sense that it didn't as well because it was building up to the fact that there's going to be yeah and the next movie the next movie movie, the next movie there's probably going to be some pretty nasty battles oh i can't wait oh yeah mr little marvel says i'd like tales of the jedi hbo style that'd be cool cool. uh let's see dark it could be dark uh now we've got some questions for us Ooh. Yeah, are you ready? Eight inches. Eight inches of what? Well, I thought that was the first question. Oh. That's a question? Eight, I don't know. Eight inches? <laughs> no, that was my answer. All my lady fans are wondering what I'm packing in the downstairs region. Oh. <laughs> around. 
All right, so skip to the end. says, top three worst movies ever made. Oh. Avatar. Yeah, you Avatar. Hit, You think Avatar is one of the worst? I don't even like it, but I wouldn't put it in the worst ever Ginger made. Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> and Batman and Robin. Really? Yeah. Aw, man. Um, mine would have to probably be, like, The Room. I mean, I know it's intentionally made to be bad, but it's fucking bad. Um... You know you're bad when you're intentionally supposed to be bad, and you're still... And you're still bad. Um, so yeah, mine would be like The Room, any Home Alone after two. Yes. Like, it could be any of the, like, 13 that there are now, or whatever. And, um... It's tough for a last one, because there's so many, but it would be like, um... What's it called? It's like Cat on a Skateboard, or something like this. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No. Let me... Well... Beard's kind of doing his. I'll double check that title, but Fuck, it's uh. All right, Beard's not doing one because it's gonna take him too long. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this next next question's give him for Kyle. Worst game system ever. Worst. That game. one's hard for me. Worst, I don't think I can. I can. Worst game system. Uh, I'll be more than happy to get in there. Worst game system would probably be the first Xbox. All right. I don't agree with you. Well, he's entitled to his own opinion. <laughs> I know. Uh, that movie I was talking about, was, it's The Skateboard Kid. Sorry, uh. I was thinking of two different movies. Look it up. Look up The Skateboard Kid. Watch John Tron review it on YouTube. You will see why it's a horrible movie. Uh, worst console for me would have to be either the, um, um, the Commodore 64. That was a pretty bad console. Or... Um, I can't remember the full name of it, but it's something like the Magnum Odyssey or something like this. I'm going to go with the Commodore 64. The Magnum Odyssey, as I say, I, I know it's called the Odyssey. I can't remember the maker. I think it's Magnum. It was essentially like one of the first consoles ever, and what it was were two lights on a screen that were controlled by dials, and then you'd put little overlays over your TV that could be games. So you'd, you'd like stick something to your TV screen and then you'd have to it'd be like a maze, and you have to like move the light through the oh, maze. Oh, It's bad. That's hilarious. So, Thank you, Dylan, from the DC Bros Pod for that question. Me. A Beardo Talks Film says, who would you choose to play the next James Bond? James Franco. <laughs> I really? have no idea. Next James Bond? I could Bond? maybe picture him, though. Uh, he's not British. That's true. We a real Brit. Let's bring Sean Connery back. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some more Pierce Brosnan. Um... That's actually a really hard question. Like, it who's is. who's a young British actor that could? What the hell is his name? The kid in uh, the Kingsman or whatever, he could do it. Oh yeah, I could see Maybe that. Maybe James Bond Junior. But I would just go with uh, the guy from uh, what's his name, uh, Magneto. Oh, Michael Facebender. Yeah, yeah, I could That's see a that actually. Sweet last name. That's a good choice. I, I choose him. All right, uh, yeah, I'll go with that too. Uh, show enough, John. If that, I hope I said that correctly. Just how much are you anticipating new Double Dragon? There's a new Double Dragon game. Yeah, I know oh, it's gonna yeah, be shit. That's... You think so? Uh, I mean, okay. Here's my here's my thing. They keep trying to reboot these fighters and these old games from the arcade era. But then they do it with all these crazy 3D graphics. Just do it in the same fucking old arcade graphics, just nicer looking. And I would be so much more excited about it. Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom, they rebooted that. I hated it. I hated it because it was 3D and it looked shitty. 
Give me the sweet 32-bit arcade Neo Geo fighter. I, I will be happy. I completely agree with that. I will be happy. The combat will be great, but I just can't so get... What, you I didn't can't, like Marvel vs. Capcom 3? I hated it. I hated it. Okay, I've got one. This is from Dylan Miles. Hi, Dylan. How do you think Alien Covenant is going to tie into Prometheus and bring the Alien universe together? Basically, to sum it up, I'm, I pretty much believe it's the evolution of the Xenomorph is pretty much what we're seeing, and that's how it's connecting them all. Because in the first, in Prometheus, we see that weird little alien. I think that's the first alien evolution of the goo, because the goo has done other shit, too. Goo! And then the pores, I think that's the next evolution of the goo, and you see the pores come out of those little poo-looking balls. And, uh, poo balls! And go into the guy's ear, and then I think that creates the neomorph, and I think there's a whole bunch of shit. It's just all evolution, baby. I understood three words you said there. Well, I mean, again, that egg that opens up, that ties it in in itself. Because without that, even, even without the spore you know that there's still the xenomorph just with that. I'm sure it'll... The spores. I'm sure sure they'll do something and just have it fucking all make sense at the end, so... Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not going to speculate too much. I'm also not as big of an alien guy as you are. And it ties in with Prometheus, because it's the same android. Well, one of them. The one that you see with the full body isn't the same one, because he's just like a torso or something mm -hmm. on that planet. He's the only inhabitant of the planet that they find. Yeah. The other one you see isn't named David. It's named something else. He's like the David. newer the newer model. Mm-hmm. The upgrade. David, why you no score no goals? Yeah, man. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm pretty sure that was a pretty good first questions and answers and answers and go. questions. Should we should we ask the, the listeners a question? Should we? What do you want to ask them to... Favorite Miramax film. Go. Favorite Miramax film. If you would like a shout out on the next episode, tell us your favorite Miramax show. And if you say the piano, don't write back. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or you can even email us at basementcondition at gmail.com. I'm out. And if you want to look for another place to listen to our fancy little nerdy little podcast, where else can they listen to us, Kyle? Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. That's right. Just type in Basement Condition and you are good to go. They're golden. Sweet. They're golden. You're fucking Not right. Gold. It's gold, Jerry. It's Gold. gold. Gold, Jerry, gold! But I think that just about does it for us. That was a nice little welcome episode to Kyle Sharon, our newest me. family member. Yes. Uh, he will be our pretty much I'll video game expert. Yeah, Because he knows a lot more about the technical side of video games and a lot of indie shit. I've also made a couple games. So there you go. I'll be back. Fancy shit. So we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, please... Leave a quick review on iTunes. It's not like we're asking for your firstborn baby or even a piece of your Kit Kat bar. I we just am. want Well, we just want a quick review. That's it. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up like a nice little package. Make like a tree and get the hell out of here. So, hope you have a good one. And as always, stay, stay mint. mint.